have to take Shut up and sit down. I'm so, I'm so getting slapped later. We're starting with Chanel. So, I'm like, you guys ready? And I start the music, and Bree's like, oh yeah, that reminds me. And I start the music, and I just says, shut up and sit down. And she just gave me this look, like, you fucking piece of shit. Welcome to 2017. <laughs> yeah. Same she, old shit, different air. Yeah, it is. I'm still an asshole. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, New Utah podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris. Uh, this is episode 32. 32. And it is our first episode of the new year, so we have made it to our second year, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, it's 2017. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, with me, that lovely voice there is Jeremy. Hola. Uh, the one that is still pissed off at me and probably going to throat punch me later, according to Jess, is my wife, Bree. I'm not going to throat punch you, punch you. Just make you snore worse. She's going to chew candy in the microphone. Sorry, my throat is like feeling scratchy. Uh oh. We're professionals. That's not good. Her mom, well, she was over here. Uh, well, she hasn't been here since Christmas, right? Because she was really sick for like the last week. So hopefully. My mother's insane. Hopefully, it doesn't have a long incubation period. We'll, we can talk about your mom. <laughs> If you, she'll never listen to this. No, she has no idea what the podcast is. She still wonders what channel it's on. Yeah. What what radio station is it on for my non-existent radio? <laughs> <laughs> she did delete the internet once. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, and then we have the lovely Jess, who has been contrite all evening. Because you've been an ass all evening. I have contrite. not. I have not. Wow. I'm, using, I'm trying to use new words. It's good. Today. It's a new year. Yeah. Uh, so get one of those word of the day Did you calendars. open your account? No. That, that's what I was just thinking. So, Bree and I get calendars, desk calendars for each other every I bet year. you didn't even open yours. I did not. What was your What was your first days? Today's was, oh, what was it? It was something about what you call somebody when they're dressed up, and I can't think of what it what it was now. So, I got Bree uh, a de- uh, you know page day calendar that uh, it's called Butter My Butt and Call Me a Biscuit. And other oh. country sayings. So it's nothing but... Oh, country sayings. Old so school, oh, like... Oh, I see. It's like really funny, but I can't sayings. remember what it was. I, so... Uh, it was like... I think New Year's Day was something like... When someone... When you see someone dressed up for a party... as a woman. When you see a woman dressed up for a party... And her dress is two sizes too small... What do they say? And it's something like... Who poured her... Who poured her into that dress and forgot to say when? <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So my my calendar is a South Park calendar because we all know I love South Park. Can't go wrong. That you haven't bothered to even open. It. I because it's up on the windowsill and I forgot to open it and it's look at it today. It's only the third. Um, it <sighs> Three is my days old. It's my first day back at the office, even though I've not had a day off in two weeks. Thanks. Uh, well, I had Christmas Day off. I guess I didn't work on Christmas Day. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, how is everyone's New Year? It's new. Good. We got quite a snowstorm here in the Utahs. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about the weather? This is, so I got to tell you, I, I watched the news today. Um, I, I do try to have it on kind of in the background, the afternoon news. Um, Fox 13, surprisingly, probably the best local news channel. That's my I favorite think. in the morning. 
But man, on days like today where there's a big snowstorm that's happened and there's more coming because there's a huge storm on its way, it's like weathermen, they, they bust out like the Channel 5 weatherman wears the craziest fucking suits. I don't even have Channel 5 right now. And... Dish How took it off. Possible? Dish took off Channel 5. They're not allowed to if you pay for local programming, are they? It's off. No. They had a disagreement and... I didn't think they could do that. Not they did with it with local. Fox all summer. It was horrible. Really? <laughs> I didn't think they could do that with local uh, broadcast stuff. They've done it before. Interesting. I didn't know they could do that. Like, I know I can't get Pac-12 on DirecTV because uh, AT&T and DirecTV can't pull their heads out of their asses and make a deal with Pac-12, but that's besides the point. Anyway, so weather guys, this is like, they fucking, this is like the <laughs> one week a year that these fuckers actually get some do. spotlight. White, white coats. And yeah, it's dudes in like shiny white suits. Like, shiny. I didn't even know they made those. Like, is it 1975 again? Hey, uh, there's nothing wrong. With 1975. Max Hedrum. <laughs> Max Hedrum had the white suit. The year or the band. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's just done. She's like, if she could drop the mic and she it wasn't in a stand, she would have dropped it there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they get like freaking a half hour news. They get like five of the segments versus, you know, one and a half that they normally get. They, they get to report all the accidents. Uh, you know, it's like the news is nothing but weather when we have a storm like this. Well, it's pretty consuming when you're stuck in traffic or shoveling your driveway or. I did that. Or they shut the freeway down like they did days. to Jeremy. And yeah, they did shut the freeway down on Utah County. Not like the canyons going up to Park City, which always get shut down. Well, in weather like this, just forget it going up to the canyons. Yeah. No, you just four wheel, all wheel drive. And sometimes don't you can't it. even get up to our house when it snows too bad, at least if they haven't. Because it was straight up packed in Park City today, apparently. The well, that's resorts, because they shut down the schools. They shut down the schools. schools closed, yeah. So everyone took the day off and took their kids to the ski resort for all the fresh powder. They shut <laughs> for two hours. What? No, for Park City, Park they City shut up. Park they, City was Yeah, Park shut, City yeah. was closed, closed. So Spanish Some of them were just delayed, but Park City District was yeah. shut down. Well, I mean, Spanish Fort, they were a two-hour delay. Yeah, when you, when it takes two hours to get somewhere because there's seven <laughs> inches of snow on the road and no plows. Uh, yeah, what happened to the plows? Like, Christmas Day, we get plowed. Like, we get... Oh, yeah, there was plow running this down our This morning street. is like nothing. Everybody gets plowed on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got plowed on Christmas I'm, Eve. I'm pretty sure not everyone... This is the, I got to tell you about Christmas Eve, guys. <laughs> did I talk about this last week? Yeah, you already the told The bottle me. of wine? I got drunk. Yes, you did. So, I'm going to say it again anyway, because it's a funny story. <laughs> so we're sitting there. I've been drinking for a while. We usually get drunk on Christmas Eve. Um, no, we but, don't. <laughs> What are you talking about? Bree, we usually oh, get drunk No, that's on Thanksgiving. Eve. That's Thanksgiving. Uh, anyway, so, so Bree's like, oh, I want some wine. So we open a bottle of wine. Well, because my cousin was coming over. Yeah, so it's her mom and her cousin and her ex-husband were coming over to hang out with kids and have some little Christmas Eve chowder that I make. <laughs> Bree, all of a sudden, cousin's not here yet. It's only like 8 o'clock, not even. And Brie looks up, holds up an empty wine bottle. She goes, holy shit, I just drank a whole bottle nice. of wine by myself. 
We only opened it like an hour and a half before that. So she drank like a whole bottle of wine. Well, and you know, I get delicious when I drink. The big question is though, did you open another one? I did. Oh yeah. Awesome. Open another one. I didn't finish that one though. I only got halfway. So her cousin could share and her cousin had like one glass and she drank the rest. She didn't really drink the whole glass. Yeah. I drank half of the other one. The girls love it though because Bree's a happy drunk. She gets like all giggly and (laughs) she falls over laughing and the girls love it though. Like not out of losing my balance, but literally, like I literally fall over. So raffle is a real thing in this house. She does roll on the floor laughing. Uh, and the girls like to break out their phones and Snapchat. Freaking it. Snapchat that shit. It's my funny. mom's drunk again. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> but she, but- she's drunk again. <laughs> Her ex husband goes, Is she an alcoholic? Are you? Because the last you, time I got drunk was when I went to the party with you. Oh my God. That was a long time ago. I'm like, are you, the one, no, the. The thing where you and Josh got drunk. Yeah, the the Mercado Partners thing that we went to. Oh, <laughs> that was like October. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she was celebrating. She was celebrating getting her license, and she got drunk with us. She wasn't even that drunk, but her ex husband's like, is she an alcoholic now? I'm like, you do not even fucking know what an alcoholic is, do you? <laughs> She's been drunk like. Maybe once every three months she has enough to get drunk and she probably only drinks then. Yeah. (laughs) You don't understand alcoholism, do you, man? (laughs) That Mercado party. He's Mormon. That was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of snow, more snow coming. Uh, I don't really want to talk too much about snow. Maybe we'll talk about. We got lots to talk about and an amazing interview. We do. We do. We are going to be talking later with, uh, uh, Vision of Tragic Black, otherwise known as Derek Rhodes, um, who is apparently in like 500 bands um, and does a bunch of stuff. So I think he listed four. It's all right. It's four five, bands. 500. It four, was 16. 22. 1,600 at one time, I think. Yeah. Uh, As my girls always say, Chris does nothing but exaggerate. I do more than just that. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I think that was an exaggeration. Probably. Probably. Uh, so, just... As a quick event, January 14th, which is a couple weeks away, about a week and a half, right? So, um, Tragic Black will be performing at whatever the Metro is called. Metro Musical, Metro Bar, (laughs) Uh, The Metro. That's what people know it as, is at the Metro. Uh, But Jess, I'm sure there's some other events. Yes, and we'll mention it again in next week's show, since it will be closer to that date. So, I'm going to give you guys one guess of an event that's going on this weekend. Uh... Sundance is coming, but no. I don't think it's this weekend. No, we won't be talking about Sundance for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Drag branch. Well, nope. we, we should talk about Sundance because you can get your tickets now, and if you don't, you're not going to go see movies. Well, you can. You just have to wait in really long lines and pray that you get a ticket. Yeah, so get your tickets now, right? There's still some available. Yes, I'm you can sure. go down to Trolley Square. Well, you can do it online too, can't you? Um, yes and no. Depends on the show. Um, and it depends on what your time frame is right now. They have only certain windows for locals, and I don't know if that's closed yet. Okay, so go to Trolley Square and, and get tickets. The office, yeah. So, so one guess on the event of this week? Mm-hmm. I made my guess. What about you two? I don't have a guess. Yes, you do. Guess. Uh, Frosty the Snowman's coming. Uh, yeah. He only He's comes already come. Christmas you Day, might yeah. as well have fucking said Oktoberfest. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I 
I said Jerry? I didn't have a guess. You forced it out I of me. I guessed Drag Brunch, but that oh. was no. Uh, Rocky Mountain Gun Show. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, I just what's really the, wanted that to be the first one, so we should take Rocky. bets on yeah, who's going to get injured. What's, what's the over-under on someone getting shot at the show? <laughs> This well, year, this we'll find out next week. Well, whether or not someone is mortally wounded, there's a gun that's going to go off. You can, yeah. you can count on that. I guarantee that some jackass Hurt is going to take the zip tie out and load a weapon and hand it to a guy to play with. Because he wants to see how the action works. Yeah, I just I want to check it out. Let's just here. Let oh, me. Oh, well, all uh, right. If you really wanted like to check it out. Oh, here you go. Here's uh, here's a clip. A fully loaded. There's been one clip. like every month this fall. Dude, it is Utah. We'll talk about guns in a minute because. Uh, Guns are a problem here in the state of Utah. Guns uh, are a problem. <laughs> I think in every they are a problem state. everywhere. But what else is going on besides the awesome gun, the gun show? They're not a problem in Australia. So across the building from the gun show is the home show. So we'll see how that maybe someone at the, <laughs> maybe someone at the gun show will get. Sh- well, maybe the maybe there will be some sh- crossover between the two halls. Like you'll have the gun show and then the home show, and in between them, you're going to have a whole bunch of people selling gun safes or like home defense systems. Maybe they'll be doing coupons for the, the hunter safety and stuff like that. Probably concealed weapons <laughs> classes. <laughs> they just have a fucking guy on a stage that asks you to pay $10 to sit there and take your concealed weapons class, I'm guessing. It's so such I, a joke. I just have to say, I'm really proud of events this week because I just found some really random events that are super fun in our community this weekend. Those uh, two are not. Not those. The, yeah, definitely not those. Those show. are just, you know, if you've <laughs> listened to us in. The home show's kind of cool. If you want to go to the home show, go to the home if show. If you listen to us in the past, you know. Are you doing anything in the home show, Jeremy? No. Those shows, for me, they, they don't end up. They don't do anything. Do you still do private home stuff? When I have a client who wants to pay for it, yeah. yeah. So two years ago, I had two homes. To be I clear, know, most it's all of Pinterest those, people. Yeah, most of those shows are worthless for an actual entrepreneur. They they don't yeah. make money. It's all, you know, the MLMs that set up booths. Anyways. Direct uh, sales organizations, <laughs> sorry. please. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Harriet. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> and so it is the annual anime bonsai and beat Yay! gamers annual classic video game night on the seventh. Oh, so it's it's a video game night. It's not just anime bonsai. No, that will be in October. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's it's quite a ways away. I was gonna say. So, I feel like that just happened. So However, for, for the anime bonsai, we, we didn't make it this year because we were at the the Halloween Halloween stuff. Expo. But the year before uh, we went, and they actually had a classic game. Center, so they had one of the rooms set up, and it was just classic games. So that's essentially what this is. They're oh, doing awesome. it um, at 258 West, 33 South, which I think is called Concoctions or something like that. It's a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, it goes from 6 to 9. Uh, they'll have everything, NES, Atari. That's awesome. um, yeah, it's classic. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, like the original Mario and all that kind I, of stuff. Yeah. I got it. It's I do too. Out there. I, I had an Atari. I have an original NES in the closet at home, got, collecting dust. I got uh, Base Wars, which is one of the coolest games ever is made. Is that that? Remember that the box Simpsons out in the garage? Game? That what? was one of my favorites. The Simpsons for NES. The Simpsons oh, yeah, game I was good. That. I had the original Ninja Turtles game. Or Contra. Which was fucking hard as shit. Um, Contra, I have Super Contra. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, A, select, start. <laughs> so if you're going to this, please bring uh, food. They're doing a food drive as well right oh, now. Cool. Okay. Um, another cool... Yeah, of food for the food drive, not food to eat. Oh. No. 
And if you have extra socks, Jess is still taking still, donations. Still, yes, till the 13th. Uh, until the 13th. Just ask for socks Jess when you go to VW Southtown. Bring your porn. It's going to be illegal soon. Um, <laughs> I won't If Todd you. Weiler has anything to do with it, uh, you can give it all to Jess so that you don't get sued for looking at it later. That would be a very, in- that would be a very interesting <laughs> collection to see what people brought in. So um, how many how many porno mags have you gotten in your mail? I haven't even I haven't even looked because they afraid. stuck me at the back of the at the dealership. The so drawer? yeah, Jess um, has been uh, sucking exhaust for the last few. I, have, days I couldn't here. even sleep last night because it's all I could smell. I was up pretty much all night. So I got you right over the shop. I think you need to like complain about that shit before you die of. It's only a month that I have to be, you know, I get carbon monoxide poisoning <laughs> for eight hours a day. I couldn't think of it's only a month for eight hours a day. I've got fucking exhaustion. splitting headaches. My nose is bleeding. <laughs> I only got two more weeks of this shit to go through. So, well, you know, look, carbon monoxide never killed anybody. Just so go, okay, go to the go to the <laughs> Army Navy surplus store. There's one over on like. 40, on Redwood Road, yeah, 47th and Redwood. Yeah. Get a gas mask. Uh, get a gas mask. Just show up with a gas mask. And when they complain, be like, you bitches put me inside the fucking <laughs> tailpipes of these cars. They wouldn't complain. <laughs> Nobody walks by my desk. That's See? So it is like Milton. So just for a month and then what? And then I get to be in a new office. That's good. Do you get a window in the new office? Are they remodeling? There's a window. Is that what the deal mm-hmm. is? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna fire someone else, but in the meantime, she got kicked out of her office. They just went to can put Bob. somewhere. They just haven't got the guts to to can him over Christmas. Sorry, uh, Bob. they might be canning me. Um. Okay. 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 Back to events because this <laughs> one is cool. These things will work themselves out, Jess. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Geek Garage <laughs> Miniature Painters is what? doing an event um at uh the Midnight Gamers or from 6 to midnight, excuse me, the Gamers Asylum in Ogden. They're having a miniature painting party. Chris, that's very cool. Like painting miniatures? Yes, yes. like for no, games. It's a little teeny party. <laughs> yeah. Little canvases and tiny so, little Yeah, they're they're like they're like two square inch canvases and they've got really small brushes with like two hairs on it. <laughs> really what it is is it's a bunch of little people oh, painting oh, on things miniatures <laughs> they've got some fucking miniature Shetland ponies I saw some on the side of the road when I was in Scotland driving through a town just hanging out in the ponies median were driving just through little town. tiny ponies driving Scotland town. yeah the Shetland ponies, ponies. Oh, I see little tiny ponies drives to a town I thought you would think that event was cool it, it is I think it's cool. I'm not really. Uh, I've got paints and I've painted a few miniatures, but I never. Chris really, doesn't have the patience. That's one part of it, and I never really got into like the Warhammer 40k stuff that that you that people that are really serious about it got tons and tons into, uh, mostly because I'd rather spend my money on other shit. So. Cool. Uh, but I went cool miniature event. painting with you once. Yeah, I mean, we've done it before. I didn't finish my miniature because I'm not talented. But with a group, it's time-consuming, too. It is time-consuming, but it's kind of fun if you get to hang out with people that are, are like-minded. cool thing about an event like that is oftentimes, like, you know, you may have a pretty big paint collection, but, you know, a thing of paint's like five bucks for one color for good stuff, and you don't need a lot of it, and so a lot of times you're able to, to achieve share. multiple paints and share because people really don't have a problem sharing. Share. <laughs> was that one of the many Shetlands just then that came out? Is that your spirit animal? Maybe. It's our Patronus. 
I don't know. Okay. So a couple more events <laughs> before finishing up. Um, there is this weekend up at the Golden Spike Arena. We're just headed north in Ogden and amateur fight night. That's Tickets fun. are 20 or 40 bucks at Smith Ticks. You can watch people punch each other. <laughs> yes, you could. I don't like Does watching anybody people we know? punch each other. Is there anybody? No, it's just, it's just amateur. So it would probably just be local gyms, I would people. assume. No, like, you have, no, they're, you actually have to like train. They're, they're, actually, oh. they're actually sanctioned. I mean, there'll, yeah. be decent, there'll probably be some decent fights. I don't like fighting. Um, <laughs> our good um, friend Richie T. Stedman is at a new show at the Desert Star called Indiana Bones Raiders <laughs> of the Walmart. <laughs> That's true. So, it opens this weekend. <laughs> so, makes me laugh. if you guys haven't been, so this is something that Utah has. I don't know how many places have this. This is very. Mormon culture esque, I think, more than anything, the Desert Star Playhouse. Why? Because because it's, it's mocking things. Uh, they're all typically LDS related. Yeah, That's they're true. very LDS related themes. It is a it's a very so a lot of times you have the slapstick mocking comedy stuff in a movie form. Um, but these guys, it's all original stuff. So it's a theater that's all originally produced. It's all written by people that are in them a lot of the times. Um, the, the music's all original stuff, but it's all, it's all, um, what the hell's the name of the comedy style? Slapstick? No, there's a specific word for it. So they just, they're taking, uh, other pieces and, and doing plays on them. So they do, like you know, satire? Y- Kind of, kind of, but it's not quite. So they take, you know, a piece of work like a, a Christmas Carol and they turn that into something, something else that's Utah related. Yeah, very Utah, very Mormon related. Like they're doing Captain American Fork right now. Yeah. Or coming up. And I believe it's right around the corner, so I'm sure you could ask her to park at her. It's, it's, apartment. yeah, it's really, I like <laughs> it. I, I like going. The productions are, they're fun. Well, um, and it's a dinner theater too, so you can order yeah. food if you feel like it. You don't have yeah, to, I, but. I don't know how good the food is there. It's not too bad. Not the fries are good. Yeah, I mean, if you get the appetizer stuff, it's good. Don't don't go expecting an amazing meal. Go expecting a fun show. It's interactive. Um, they do talk back and forth with the audience. They do kind of a, they call it an oleo. It's like a sing-along thing at the end of the shows. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's a very, Utah original. Yeah, it is, cool. it is very family-oriented. And if you like theater, um, it is, it's a fun experience. It's, it's musical theater. So be prepared to laugh. And, and the French lady used to ride across the street till it burned down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Burned down. I've only been to Desert Star for a funeral. What? That's interesting. There's a funeral at Desert Star? Did they yeah, sing she funny was, songs? No, she was one of the original actors. <laughs> Did they serve nachos? <laughs> so, and it's it's cool because the stage is no, actually really small. No, dummy. Oh. But they make all their Good costumes, point. so mm-hmm. it's it's a great little it's theater. It's a cool house. venue. Yeah, it's a really cool, and it's fun to go, um, you know, just, you know. Go support Richie. Expect. Starring role. Expect. Um, did, you, did you hear, were you listening to their their show the other day it was like before christmas and everything when somebody thought that richie was the the husband in sister wives from the sister from the show <laughs> are you serious <laughs> doesn't look no like i did him. hear when they were comparing him to who he looked like i did hear that yes. yeah and and she was so insistent upon it even though they kept telling her no yeah, no. no no he wasn't and she wouldn't go talk to him or anything because she was yeah. so starstruck by him but yes i did hear that and he so doesn't weird. look anything no. like cody no, brown at all <laughs> No. And I don't think he's. They might be this. Bag. They might be the same height. 
So I, I don't I, think I, so. That Cody guy looks. Short. I met him. No, I met him. How the hell do you? How do is you, he as tall as? They're about the same height. How do you? Are you, his wives tall? Uh, Mary's pretty tall. Mary's the only one that I've met though. So Mary is the oh, the first one. the first the wife. Her wife. brother is actually married to my next door neighbor's mom, and I know their family. Um, her mom is one of our regular customers of Volkswagen. So polygamy I'm, is alive and well in the state of Utah, folks. Okay, Except for so. they live in Nevada. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you still in live in Utah. But trust me, it. it's I, still alive. I just and well finished up a house for Utah. a very nice polygamous family. Uh, I have one more event. Okay, let's hear it. This is my most favorite event that's on my cute little paper right here. The drag brunch? No, it's the IBSF Plus Skeleton North American Cup up at the Olympic Park. That is the International Bobsled Federation North American Cup. It is free to go through. Are the Jamaicans coming? It started the third and it goes all the way to the 12th. I I did the bobsled and I, if I could learn to do anything, it would be the skeleton. (laughs) I don't know what just happened because I'm too too excited about the bobsled and skeleton. Oh no, they're talking about like fucking cool runnings. We asked if the Jamaicans were coming. But Jeremy was not. IBS. No. <laughs> no, you, f- you forgot that. That's what I was wearing when she said that. F, I was kind of thinking F, that, too. Oh. The F at the end. I-B-F-N-S. I-B-S-F. <laughs> Not the irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. See, I was, I was talking cool about events. cool runnings and bobsledding. Like, legit. Like, I was talking bobsledding. About, Jeremy's talking about <laughs> having diarrhea, diarrhea in the winter. So, <laughs> Which is horrible. He's so, like, yeah, I had that jerk chicken, too. It really gave me the runs. <laughs> I understand what you mean by Jamaican team now. Like, I didn't get where he went when I said, is Jamaica coming to hit IBS? I was totally talking about bobsledding because I heard bobsledding. I was like, cool, bobs. So I made a bobsledding joke so, and then it turned into diarrhea somehow. So can you, I like can cool you get runnings. tickets to see the IBS? F. <laughs> IBS F. And skeleton. Is that something you want to pay for, no, though, really? No, it's free. IBS? You are so listening to the skeleton part. So what's well, that? Well, skeleton, skeleton bobsled. is when they go on their, instead of luge, where they're laying down, skeleton is front-facing uh-huh. on the slide. And it's, one, and it's one person. Yep. It's, it's my not favorite like event. Four, it's not four dudes laying on top of each other. It's just one slide. It's just one it's person. One guy sitting up. And it's fucking no, crazy. It's laying, a skeleton it's is laying, laying down, down face, forward. face forward. It is crazy Yeesh. shit. On your stomach? Yep. Did, it's my most favorite last, Olympic event. In the last Winter Olympics, Noelle, some dude Noelle, get hurt? Uh, somebody always gets hurt. But Noelle Pikes Pace actually lives down the street from me. She is a medal winner of the skeleton. So do you put your arms out in front of you? Nope, or no, they go, go behind, behind you. you. <gasps> I have to pay more attention. Sorry, I was trying to look at Jess. It's okay. Sorry, it wasn't really a tilting issue. It was more of a. I'm still thinking about free. how you have an IBS competition. It's free. <laughs> IBS. Is I free. think it's cool. Oh, by the but way, it's another discussion about how we're using our Olympic venues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I thought it was cool because we did have that conversation before. See, I'm on track with you, and I want to start the news and just let everyone know that Charles Manson is in the hospital, and this could be the best start to the new year. It could be because we be cool. uh, we lost. Holy shit, we lost a lot of people at the end of the year. Like, I'm right at that. Yeah, like, right at that. From Christmas right at that. to Man, Father Mulcahy had to like go out on like a high note. Like how we lost so many freaking people last White, week. Though. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, man. When she dies, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> we still have like. Keith Richards and people that should have been dead like ten Gene times Simmons. over. Actually, Gene Simmons. 
leaves a really healthy lifestyle. But he's so. so weird and old. Yeah, but just because he's weird doesn't. What about that? What's the shuffly? What's the shuffly guy uh, that has the redheaded wife? It was on TV too. No he shuffles everywhere and he mumbles. Hugh Hefner? I don't know. No. I have no <laughs> idea what uh, you're talking about. Crap. I can't think of his name. His daughter's name is Kelly. Oh, Ozzy. Yes, Ozzy. He should be dead. Oh. Shit, that, that dude is not going to die. He's got so many drugs in his system. He's going to live forever. <laughs> Maybe he's, he's a zombie. He's already dead. Zombie Ozzy. Who's that Thank you for knowing dude. who I was talking about. You're welcome. And I talk about Black Sabbath. No, that's in the interview. But you guys, we didn't do that yet. It's at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Cassie got a Black Sabbath t-shirt from her dad for Christmas. I yeah, like she, Black Sabbath. she opened it up and she's like, what Does the she fuck, even know dad? what it is, though? No, no. She, knows, she knows who Black Sabbath is, but she's like, what the, why would I ever wear this? He always Cassie, gets them Cassie had t-shirts. a foul, foul mouth yeah, on Christmas. Did. So did Sean. And Christmas my mom morning finally was got like, mad at them. Fuck, fuck, mother, fuck, fuck. It was Shit, bad. Damn. It was horrible. <laughs> Because they usually don't. In front of grandma. Good. And then grandma, finally my mom said something. I went upstairs. They, something happened. I oh, came down and like, oh, got was, an earful. Sean, Sean had locked her. So we got on iPads. Um, some some old used iPads that I had from work for Christmas. And they're both pretty excited for them. And Sean immediately proceeds to. Lock herself up. Lock herself out of the iPad because she doesn't know what pin code she put in because she probably put in an incorrect pin code when she was setting it up. <laughs> so she gives it to her her grandma to unlock. She's like, is this what's the, the same code? grandmother that broke the internet? Yes. yes. She goes, "What's the code?" And Sean goes, "Fuck," because her pin code on her is phone fuck. is F U C K, just in letters or in the numbers. That's nice. And that's when that's well, when our- mom got super mad at her. Yeah. And and I didn't know I was upstairs. I come walking down the stairs. My mom's like. It's like she just goes up, and I'm looking at the girls. I'm like, and then they have to go to their their LDS grandfathers and their LDS uncles later that day. And I'm like, please, please, for the love of God, do not swear while you're over there. I'll never hear the end of it. But this is the same grandfather that called his granddaughter a streetwalker. That's true. And then called her ugly. Hey, that was a funny meme I sent you. Oh no, that was your dad that called her ugly. Oh, oh yeah, my dad called her ugly. <laughs> or he said, he "Their said, grandfathers um, are the worst." He said, "Hello, ugly," to her dad, and then said, "Um, Cassie, you look so much like your you dad. look so much like your dad." You poor thing. Whoa. And then turned to her sister and said, "Oh, you look just like your mom," which is the opposite. Because Sean looks like her dad, and yeah, it's true. Like Cassie's a spitting image. So it's basically it on, my dad just you should being blame it on Don. Say so that's where they get the language no. from. <laughs> they would never believe that. <laughs> the guy who thinks the woman get that gets drunk like maybe twice a year is an, alcohol. an alcoholic. <laughs> You're trying to show me something. So is that it? Any other events other than the IBS competition? Nope, I'm done. <laughs> You know that's going to be the title of the episode, right? IBS competition. <laughs> Jeremy called it. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they almost always come from him? Bobsled and diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Bobsleds and poop. <laughs> Trust me, you do not want that to happen. No. So I used to do something crazy every year for my birthday. And hold on, hold on. Bobsleds and poop is leading in into this story. Yes, I just is. want to make sure. I know. Um, anyways, so one year I went skydiving. The next year I went bobsledding. I will tell you what, bobsledding is so much more intense than skydiving. 
Oh, I want to yeah. go skydiving really bad because bobsledding's cold. Uh, I went in July. Just so. go, <laughs> go do a dry land luge. Yeah, that's what I did. Because uh, it's like twice as expensive if you go in the wintertime. It's so fucking They have scary. those up at the Park City, don't they? Don't yep, they? that's When where you're I'm going at. 60 mm-hmm. miles an hour and you are two inches off the ground. Well, on, your G-forces alone are... Yeah, on freaking roller skates. And if you think about how many times, because you get a, even mm. as a no, as a novice doing it one time, I had a headache, and I oh, was yeah. like, I can't even imagine doing that over and over and over and well, over. Well, I'm sure again. you get used to it at some level. They but. said it's very the common the headaches are very common. That's crazy. Well, you're dropping elevation quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think I think that's probably a big part of it. I remember going. When I was younger, going up to like Pikes Peak, by the time I got to the top, I was like passing out from the the pain of the headache because the, the track doesn't changed. drop too much. It's it's really the G's that are the way really? it pulls you into the track. It's not like what a field that you would ever. So imagine. it's your it's your brain squishing against your skull. Yes, so it is basically. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's talk about the gun show. Let's talk about guns because um, Utah homicides were up twenty percent this last year. No. They were saying something about that a lot of the homicides happened in the last six weeks of the year, too. So, one thing to keep in mind is 20% means it went from, what, 73? 87 people. 73 last year to 87 this year. It was 79 year. in the year before, though. Yeah, in 2014. So, we're still not talking a massive number of homicides. I mean, less than 90 homicides is pretty damn good, if you ask me. 10 were from well, robberies and, and 2 were from road rage. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's scary. But I, it, it's not in this article, but when I was listening to X96 this morning, just like out of the corner of my ear, um, they were saying something about all, like the last 10 or something happened in the last six weeks of yeah. the year. But, and they, and Carrie, I think it was Carrie, it might have been Bill, one of them speculated about, um, the effects of, of the election and people Feeling, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that had something feeling to do like that. they they could do but, the things that they did. But what do we have? Like three million people here in Utah? I have no idea. There are four in Jess, this room. You're supposed to know that <laughs> uh, clearly because everyone's looking at me. You can't see, but they are. Uh, there are four in this room. I don't room. know. I, I think like three, three and a half million. So like 87 people. I mean, that's that's minuscule. That's that's like. Well, if what? you compare it to what Chicago, three millionths of a percent, it's, that it's just had their most deadly year history of ever. Yeah, do you know how many people died in Chicago? I'll uh, find that out. Keep talking. Yeah, I mean it's pretty crazy. So, um, but guns. Sixty uh, percent of last year's homicide victims were shot to death. In 2014, there were 2.943 million people. So yeah, so about three million. So we're talking like three millionths of a percent. Uh, or I guess it'd be three. 762 000. murders in Chicago this year. Yes. Holy manoli. But, but Chicago is a city of like 10 to 20 million, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking, how many did you say, Jess? 2.7 2. million in Chicago. Yeah, 2.7 million. and. Oh, wow. So they're like, like 10 times the number of murders that we get uh, in the same and about the same, about the same population. That's, That's horrible. Which, there were, yeah, so we're there comparing were five, Chicago to Utah. 500 Which homicides before the end of the summer. Sucked. <laughs> <What>? So, <laughs> yeah, Chicago's a violent place. I mean, horrible. Look, 
I actually love Chicago. It's one of my. It is my favorite city outside of Salt Lake to go visit. But I don't go hang out. I like their pizza and their dogs. I don't go hang out in like the South Side or anything. I had a dog at the airport. (laughs) Jesus. Who just fucking throws that in there? I hit a dog at the airport. I fucking ran over really? a homeless guy. Because, dude, <laughs> you <laughs> randomly throw shit in all the time. <laughs> Pot. Pot, this is the kettle. Hello. Hello. I'm just saying. Who's it's like, it's okay. I ran over a dog once. When I was so, at the airport. So we, we have this on our on our desk, by the way. It says, shut your pie hole. It's a cool coaster. Maybe we need to just start holding this up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've got the one that says, shut your whore mouth underneath my glass. So, <laughs> And I suppose you took the third one? I sure did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> what did uh, that one say? Don't, don't make me cut, cut you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other stuff. Um, so Utah has a needle exchange program, a legal Needle exchange program. Just a snicker. Did you just burp in the mic? No, I was snickering. Just, just snickering. Uh, I don't know how that relates to homicide, but it does relate to public health. It, and it does relate to death. Um, so, interesting. So, last year, the legislature finally made it okay for us to do needle exchange. So, I They am, didn't fund it, though. No, but you don't necessarily have to fund it. People will find a way. So, I've been a proponent of needle exchange pretty much since I've lived in the state of Utah. So years and years ago when Do you want to explain what it is? Yeah, so needle exchange, um, for those of you that don't know because you're not um, of the ilk, uh, when you have uh, large groups of people that use intravenous drugs, be it methamphetamine, heroin, doesn't really matter, um, especially in the homeless population or the uh, transient population, what you end up having happen is a whole bunch of people use needles and then reuse needles and then reuse needles. They share. They and, just pass it around the room. And what usually happens is you start to get increases in hep C, in HIV, in stuff that is easily avoided by simply uh, exchanging your needle for a clean one. Now, here's the thing. You say simply, but... Yeah, here's the thing. If you use needles... Is that enabling? And... That's addressed in this article. Yeah, I'll talk about that because I, I have a lot... I, I've got a lot of history with this group actually that that is doing this exchange. Um, so, in a in a place like Utah, if you ever try to go buy syringes, let's say you're diabetic, let's say you're a drug user, doesn't really matter what the fuck reason you have, you have to go to a pharmacy. You have to have a prescription. You don't have to have a prescription. Oh, I thought you had to have a prescription. No, but when you ask the pharmacist for the needles, they're going to ask you what they're for. None of their fucking business. They're not illegal. But you have to get them from the pharmacist because they are behind the pharmacy counter. They are not something you can get over the counter, so to speak. Even though, technically, legally, they're over the counter. Now, if you say I'm diabetic, they'll just hand them right over. Any other reason, they won't give them to you. In most places in the state of Utah. And it's definitely a cultural thing, but it's stupid as shit. Because all that does... All that does does not prevent drug use in any way, shape, or form. There have been study after study after study saying not providing this stuff does not stop drug use. All it does is increase transmission of hep C, HIV, and other communicable diseases. It's like not handing out the condoms, saying, well, if we don't give them the condoms, they're not going to have sex. It's simply not true. Not only are they going to have sex, but they're going to do it unprotected. They're going to share needles because they're going to get high regardless of if that needle's clean or not. And when you're in that kind of state of mind, you don't really give a shit. Now, 
you would prefer to use a clean needle. No one out there on the street says, I would rather use a dirty needle than a clean needle because <laughs> this is a fucking hassle. If they have a place where they can go give dirties and receive clean needles back, they're going to do it. They're not going to share needles. They're not stupid. They know they can get hepatitis C. They know they can get HIV. But when you're needles. addicted to something, you're addicted to it. Yeah. And when it's so difficult to have that happen, um, you know, it, it's it's frustrating. I'm, I'm really happy to say Utah finally, it used to be illegal to create a needle exchange. There were needle exchanges in the state of Utah. So the group that is doing this one is called the Utah Harm Reduction Coalition. So this is actually a um, very similarly named group to one um, that I was a part of um, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, uh, called the Utah Harm Reduction Project. I actually think they're probably the same organization. I haven't been involved with them for quite some time. But they ran the Harm Reduction Project years and years ago, ran a secret needle exchange. That was one of its big things. Basically, out of the back of a van, they did needle exchange. And they had to do it subversively because if they got caught, they would go to jail because it was illegal. So really good thing uh, for the state of Utah to have this legal and to finally have a needle exchange up and running. Uh, one of the things in the article it talked about was our huge problem with hep C uh, and where it's biggest. Um so let's well, this see says here. that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention identify 220 counties across the U.S. that are at highest risk of being hit by HIV or hepatitis C outbreaks. Three of them were Carbon County, Beaver County, and, and Emory, Emory County. County. So these and these aren't those these aren't, aren't big counties. They're not big counties. So like Emory County is down. Um, get down by Moab. It's not quite Moab. I think Price is in Emory County, um, and some of the other smaller towns there. Where's Carbon at? Isn't Carbon up, isn't, no, that's Cash, never mind. Yeah, that's Cash County up by Logan. I'm trying to think of where Carbon's at. And then Beaver County is by Beaver. So not big, but they have really, really high risks uh, for having that. And so decades of, one of the other things that's in here, decades of research have shown that needle exchange programs significantly reduce the spread of viral infections like HIV, Hep B, Hep C, uh, and associated with increased participation in treatment programs. So let's see, Emory is kind of in the middle of the state, kind of on the east side. So yeah, it's, by, a it's line by arches. Drop, it's by arches. If there was a line drop down the center of the state, Emory would be right in the middle, but toward the more toward the east yeah it's it's basically like moab is just on the count on their side of the county line i think they're technically in grand county but emory is emory is north of them it, so it does say that the funding is a problem but the utah department of health did purchase three hundred and sixty thousand syringes to get the program started however they go through about four thousand a week so that's a lot so that's about a year's maybe worth of syringes, if that. Hopefully they can get some funding. Um, but yeah, and I, and I think they will get some funding. I don't think they're going to get funding from the legislature. It's just not going to happen. But the fact that no, it's... No, they're too busy putting their money towards porn. Yeah, and I, I was going to talk about no, that because we do... not porn, the prevention of porn. <laughs> so we do have a public health crisis in the state, crisis in the state of Utah, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's um, definitely not drug abuse, you know, the thing killing Again, I, I can't stress this enough. If you have porno mags, please... Please take them to Volkswagen Southtown <laughs> with and your socks. Drop them off in a sock. Roll it up in a sock and and ask it be delivered specifically to Jess. Um, she's in the back by the car exhaust. Um, they'll be happy to help her out. You might be able to build some sort of porno wall to block out the exhaust. 
Um, or maybe the guys in the shop will appreciate the porno and you know sure. do something. Well, <laughs> th- but then they won't have the car. Depends on what type it was, though. They'll be too busy looking at that to be working on the cars so the exhaust won't seep up in your Yeah, because they won't just have the cars running. That's not true. They'll probably run more because I'm guessing it's the customer drop-off area where you're getting the exhaust from. No, huh? I'm in the shop. In the shop. Yep. Oh, okay. So anyway... Uh, <laughs> We talked about this because um, Utah, you know, our legislature decides to pass resolutions about, you know, pornography our being a public health crisis. Money to- and our governor tries to slip in money into a budget to give to an organization that basically preaches abstinence only bullshit. Uh, and now Todd Weiler, lovely old Mr. Todd Weiler, has decided to create legislation. Uh, basically allowing companies and supporting companies to sue or individuals or companies to sue makers of pornography. Do you know how many people would have to be sued between regular companies, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and so on and so forth? There is no way that's even possible. He's comparing it to tobacco, which I think is fucking ridiculous first off. Tobacco has effects... We were lied to by tobacco companies for generations. Tobacco has been proven to be extremely harmful, physically harmful. It causes cancer. I've never seen someone get cancer from spanking their monkey looking at a fucking video. <laughs> They've actually probably saved their lives. Yeah, actually. I mean, it may have saved lives. Whether it's prostate cancer, breast cancer. And, and secondhand smoke fucks up other people too you got the eyeball cancer and you don't have a choice <laughs> but, but but pornography but porn doesn't hurt the the secondhand person you know pornography is, is absolutely just a choice as, just as co co-office inhabitants won't won't be it's, hurt by her porn <laughs> but it's basically allowing them uh you know supporting them to to allow people to sue companies that put pornography on the internet this is like people suing video games for damages so there are there are precedents already set. And even Weiler says, like, it would take over 100 lawsuits. He said it, the first no, 75. 30, he said the first 30 the cases first, or yeah. so would not win. Yeah. It, and I don't think beyond that they would win. It, it is constitutional for people to make pornography and to present it any fucking way that they want. They don't even have to get rated. That is not a legal mandate. That is something that movie people in the movie industry created to avoid the government trying to step in and do shit. Pornography is not going away. You're not going to be able to sue someone because they make pornography and you watch too much of it. Or your husband left you because you couldn't perform like Betty Sue on the fucking internet could. (laughs) Maybe if you just like brought it into your marriage and actually made it something. Hey, that's something you could do. Uh, The other thing in here that's kind of hidden in the article a little bit further down, he is also supporting or pushing another piece of legislation, I think. Uh, Where is it at? Filtering out... Yeah, to a Wi-Fi connection. Libraries to filter uh, pornography through their Wi-Fi. Because it just makes its way through the Wi-Fi into your library computer. Yeah, automatically from the Wi-Fi Ooh. onto your computer. Bam, you Boobs. got porno. You got you got Boobs. You got tits and dick in your face, just <laughs> flinging around balls and wiener. Um, but basically, that it would allow be the episode. You would allow libraries to, what tits and dick in your face. I cannot. <laughs> iTunes would shut that shit down so fast. Have you seen any of our other? Look, frozen titles? balls is. Nebulous. I can put it on the blog. You can you, name. You could you put can it on name the blog. it whatever you want. 
but tits and dick in your face. <laughs> you can't say right, with, I can't even say with straight. I can't even. That's even harsh for me, and I've got a terrible mouth. Uh, anyway, I can't even because I'm the one that said it. Um, again, that's you know who else blocks content like that? Fucking China. Korea. Russia. What about what, what about our Korea. German friend? What was he? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, his is violence. You can have all the sex you want. Yeah, you just can't watch Jean Claude Van Damme movies. But that's how Europe is. Like if you, I watched a, I watched a documentary or a like sixty minutes type thing. They did a kind of a quick poll on the street. They were asking college kids in America, if college females specifically, if you went on a date with a guy and you found out he had a condom with him. How would you react? And they what all freaked out. And they were like, well, I would think he was just trying to get laid. I would think he was, I just you know, wonder if it was expired. The- <laughs> <laughs> How long is that condom been like, there, buddy? Like, what kind of guy is he? You know, does he take me for a slut? They asked college kids in Europe the same question. And the responses they got were, he's prepared. He should have one. I expect him to have one. I have one. I have one with me. And they would pull him out of their purse. Like, does that mean you're going to have sex with him? No. But if it leads there, if that's where things end up, at least I know he's intelligent and he's smart and he's bringing that. Because if he didn't have it, guess what would never happen? I would not have sex with him because I'm not going to have unprotected sex because they're more educated about it because it's not treated as they're this, older. This they're like they're like the twenty year olds and America's like the giggling ten year old. And I gotta tell you, the their commercials are way fucking better. <laughs> like, the, like the condom commercials with the the balloon animals, the condom balloon animals. Have you seen those? I think yes. Durex did them. <laughs> just so good. <laughs> I'm just thinking about them right now. Like, <laughs> so he's really only, he's beating a dead horse, and I really wanted to make that like sexual, but it kind of only halfway came out that way. But. Like, he could just be spending his time doing some, something so much well, better. He could be spending his time finding a way to clean our fucking air. Or, you know, maybe funding needle replacement. Needle exchange. <laughs> or... Like, come on. They don't have needles in North Salt Lake. You know, working or on... what's cross, I mean. Just kidding, so it's really bad I there. actually had yes, my... they do. I, I'm going <laughs> to yes, say this after I, told, after I told my boss, you know, how to listen to this and he's going to hear it, but he, he actually told me that he didn't think his... I think she's... 12, 12 or something like that. A 12 year old had ever heard a swear word. And God. I said, what? I said, she goes to public school, right? And he's like, well, yeah, but in Layton. I'm like, no. yeah, kids still swear in Layton. Is she over the age of six? Yeah, she's heard every fucking word. She might not have heard cunt yet. That's coming. <laughs> but now That's coming. <laughs> Don't let her. If, she, if you're letting your kid listen to this show, you're a fucking terrible parent. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I never pretend like we're a family-friendly show. Uh, you know, some of the other stuff that Weiler could be spending his time focusing on is school funding, for example. Yeah, maybe that 50000 could go to education. Oh, that would be fantastic. It's a drop in the bucket, but, but it's we'll better than it. nothing. Um, right now, um, there's a group trying to get a ballot initiative on on the next ballot, which will be in 2018, um, which would raise income tax in Utah uh, almost full percent, like 8. 0.875%. Uh, yeah. So from 5% uh, income tax to 5.875%, right. um, which would raise $750 million for educational funding. Which is desperately needed. Desperately yes. needed. Um, this is a, it's a really good article, actually, in the Tribune. I, I really hate saying that sometimes. 
I was shocked at how many Tribune articles that you sent me today. There were some really good ones, Very a bunch of really long-form articles. I do recommend anyone go out to the Tribune and actually read these, because I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But The Trib has like one or two of their reporters that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, and they're really, they're really well-written articles. And, you know, there's, there's points from both sides. There's, you know, idiots from the fucking Sutherland Institute. Um, and it's the same line that we always get. Well... We have this one or two stats that's really good. Like we have a really high graduation rate. Well, yeah, you know why you have a high graduation rate? Because, because of you the have LDS a church. You have a lot of big families. You have the LDS church, and you have parents that force their kids to graduate so their kids can go to stupid missions. Sorry if you're a Mormon that likes missions. It's whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> once again, why are you listening to this show? Uh, why are you listening to this show? <laughs> but <laughs> so. so so it just drives me bonkers, and you know they talk about that, or that we have a uh, high science test score, at, you know, highest one in the nation, or, or our favorite from Herbert. Well, it's better than it was. Yeah, well, yeah, of course it's better than it was, but not by much. We are seeing. We talked about this what a week ago, two weeks ago, a mass exodus of teachers from the state of Utah. Yeah, it's a couple weeks ago. We don't pay them enough. We had the the one school district where they had seventeen teachers leave. Yeah, forty percent of their staff, and that's normal. That's that's actually a normal statistic for the state of Utah. Forty percent of teaching staff turns over every year. That's fucking insane. How are they supposed to build any kind of relationship with kids? How are they supposed to actually teach kids anything if half of them quit every year? And the reason they're quitting, it's not just because they're underpaid, it's because they have fifty fucking kids in their classroom. Appreciated. You cannot teach 50 second graders in a classroom together. 20 is pushing it. What? Jess is laughing. She thinks it's funny. I'm pissed off about this. No, but the whole point is why can't they spend their time on things that are important? Yes. Yes. Now, one thing they've done, which I, I think is smart and it's probably not going to be very popular, uh, is as of today, if you're a big, as of the first, actually, if you're a big Amazon shopper, oh yeah, uh, you've probably enjoyed not paying taxes or maybe you haven't even noticed uh, in the state of Utah, we haven't been paying taxes to Amazon and other online retailers. Amazon's the big one. Uh as of January 1st, if you place an order on Amazon, you will pay Utah sales tax based on the region that you're in. The Utah legislature has forced Amazon to do this. Um, they'll start to force other big box retailers as well. We talked about this a couple months ago, actually, that this was, this was on the horizon. We talked about it, that it was on the horizon. It's a good idea. I mean, technically, look, if you buy anything from anywhere outside the state of Utah, you're supposed to pay sales tax on it. No one does. If you go to Wyoming, it's not duty free. Yeah, if you go to Wyoming and you <laughs> buy a car, you're supposed to pay Utah sales tax on that car. No one does. It's just not how it works. Um, if you go back east, like um, Boston, everyone that lives in Boston, they go to New Hampshire to buy all their shit, all their big ticket items. You know why? New Hampshire has no sales tax on that stuff. So furniture, cars, no sales tax. Is it that they have no sales tax, or is the amount just? Added in there was the one county price. in New Jersey that's why you went shopping there. Yeah, because they didn't have their tax rate was so much lower, uh, and and that's just. But this is this represents a huge amount of revenue. Uh, Amazon is the big boy, and so to get the big boy to do it is is good. Um, does it, did it say in this article? I don't remember what the revenue. Two hundred million lost. Two hundred million uh, in in lost tax revenue. That's a lot. Two hundred million dollars is a lot. Go to the porn they fund. Yep, they should go to the put porn it all fund. the all the education. I mean, think of how much fucking money we could waste 
um, you know, suing the federal government for bullshit. Um, like, I don't know, maybe the Bears Ears Monument that was just named. <laughs> so remember last week, I believe, Jeremy, it was you that said, well, I don't know. It was me. I don't that know said if it's it. going to happen. And I said, no, it's, it. it's going to happen. Well, it was me that said, I think it would be amazing if it would happen, but I'm not going to hold my breath. It happened the day after. Well, you could actually. could have held your breath. It was short enough. <laughs> it did. So this is not uncommon. Like I said, at the end of a, a president's term, when they know they're leaving office, that's usually when you get monuments named because it does piss a lot of people off. Um, well, but it's also what's considered a lame duck because... It, it, it may not hold. There's a really good chance it won't hold. I mean, he puts it into place, but the next president can come along. And they usually don't know. Most of the time, naming of national monuments hold. Here's here's the real story. So here here's a little behind the curtain of Washington for you. The people that get elected to president, I don't know about Donald Trump. We'll see what happens. Uh, but they're not fucking idiots. And Obama puts in a national monument in a place like Utah, Bears Ears. He did another one in, what's it called, Golden Butte or something like that, Golden Bluff or something. It's another big one like in Nevada, Arizona that the, yeah. the Clive and Bundy dick faces are, are all upset about. It was in Nevada. Um, so anyway, they put those into place because they're trying to protect you know our natural resources, our public lands from oil and gas exploration. Even though Republicans are total drill baby drill type people, the leadership of the Republican Party is not going to overturn that simply because they're drill baby drill. There would have to be some serious money funneled to them to do it, and I just don't think that's happening. Because at at the end of the day, they recognize that they do need to be protected. And hey, look, this uh, this asshole Democrat that we've shit on for eight years, he's the one that fucking did it. It's not our fault. There's nothing we can do about it. That's kind of how it comes across. And so you don't see very many monuments and parks get overturned. I mean, look what Clinton did. Bush came in right after that. We yeah, saw it was a big deal for like a minute. And then. Yeah. And it'll be the same yeah. thing with Bears Ears. It's not going to get overturned. There's, there's too much animosity on either side. It'll blow over in two months. You won't even hear about Bears Ears at all. Um, but our legislators' legislation is upset, and they're going to sue. And yeah, Spencer well, and Cox is all over I this. I feel like this well, is a sue happy state, and it's it and is. Utah is not known for that. Like it, we spend in the insurance so industry, money. like once again, we're can't we super put that low. Money but education. the government <laughs> spends so much money suing the federal government. Our Lately, local government yeah. spends a ton of money suing the federal Jason government. Chaffetz. Yeah, fucking dick bag. Sorry, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of Chaffetz. Tits and dicks. What? <laughs> Who said that? Why would you say that? This is a family program. And I, don't, I, don't well, like I do want to go on like record that. as saying I am very glad it passed. Oh, me too. I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge supporter of Bears Ears. Um, I do want to mention that other one. J- just didn't print the story because it was in Nevada. But Clive and Bundy, who is a Utah piece of shit, um, they have a ranch um, and their homestead. A bunch of that land is now BLM land and is now a national monument. They're upset. Um, basically, the reason they're upset is now they got to pay to graze well, their cattle. They were supposed to pay before. They were supposed to be paying before uh, to graze their cattle. It's on the not land. a they change. change. They didn't change grazing rights or anything like that. Um, at the end of the day, it's public land. And when ranchers let their cattle roam without paying for public land, they can go suck a big fat dick. Well, isn't that, isn't that part of the issue at Bears Ears? Our Native Americans are concerned about doing their business on this land now. Yeah. Well, and and they, you know, they're 
there's still a lot of work to go with Bears Ears now that it's a national monument. I mean, it was the same thing when we had arches and stuff like that. It, it's the same thing. It's There's going to be work involved to set up what you can and can't do, who's got rights, things like that. Uh, it'll take time, but it's good to know that it's now protected. The big thing there is oil and gas companies can't come in and just shove their drills right into the freaking land and destroy it. I hate it when drills get shoved into land. Yeah, well, <laughs> tits and dicks. What can I say? What can I say? I do want to talk, um, as long as we're talking about um, lands, let's talk about the salt flats for a minute. So the salt flats right now, there is a group trying to basically, from what I can gather, create a fund to try and protect them. Is that Yes. An accurate statement. Save the Salt Coalition Which, by the and way, the Land I, Speed Racing community um, are trying to pursue federal legislation to preserve to, to this last fall um, was when they started. Um, but now they put it off um, until the spring. This is the place our Taffy Girl said we should it's, visit. Do you know what? Actually, our good friend Raven also said that you should go to the salt yeah. flats. Oh, so, so the, the salt flats, for those of you that don't know or haven't been out there, or you live under a rock or you're new to Utah, uh, the salt flats are where most of the land speed records, the world land speed records, get broken. Um, and it's an interesting geography found pretty much nowhere else on Earth. Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed there, Independence Day. So um, if you go out west of Salt Lake, um, really west of Thule, um, Tuli. Like you're out in the middle the of the Vegas. desert, like you're heading to Vegas. Right, to Wendover. Right to Wendover. Wendover. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you they go to Vegas that way, but that would be really long. Oh, long direction. Um, basically, right before you get to Wendover is where they do most of the racing. The land speed race trials is where they, they have a track out there and stuff. You can see the horizon. Yeah, so that's what's cool. If you ever go out there, you can walk out on the salt flats. Don't drive your fucking cars on them, please, for the love of <laughs> Those God. Those guys were idiots. Um, the spot, the, the people do it all the, the time. Racing. Is set aside for that. Yes, they specifically groom it for racing. But if you you go park your car at the rest stop right before Wendover, walk out onto the salt flats, you can see the horizon. You can see the The curvature curvature of the the earth earth because it is so flat. It is so vast. It's like Iowa. Yeah, (laughs) without all the corn. I I was just going to say, I was covered (laughs) in corn. But... It's really cool, and it's. I mean, look if you if you were to just look at the ground, it's barren. There's nothing there. It, but the, the way true. it was formed is is really cool. It's all big chunk of salt, basically. Morton Salt Company's got a mine out there, or whatever. Well, uh, even with them though, they they flood specific areas on purpose, let the water to go down, and then harvest it. So even then, they're not destroying the salt no, flats. No, no, and they have specific rights to some of them. And what the salt flats are is the Great Salt Lake. It's called the Great Salt Lake for a reason. It was a great lake of salt, salty water. And it's it has it, it used to be Lake Bonneville, essentially, where all the salt flats are. And it has receded into now the Great Salt Lake. But all of that before was salt water, which is now in the soil. Uh, and it's just hard, flat salt. And it it's crazy when you get stuck in a salt storm <laughs> going down that road. Yes. It's bonkers. It's bad on your car, too. So, yes, the University of Utah uh, indicated that the salt flats have shrunk over the past 30 years. And so they're trying to research why, um, and they're working on 
uh, a bill that hasn't been introduced yet that would require the Bureau of Land Management to establish a plan to restore the salt conditions pre-1960 wow. conditions by 2026. So really cool stuff. I mean, that's that's something that Utah has that we really ought to protect. There's not a whole lot out there for people to do, but what happens is jackasses go out there. Take their campers. And thinking, well, this will be fucking cool. I'll take my motorcycle out here and I can go really fast because it's flat and smooth. And then they fuck up the salt flat. They just put uh, The last holes. guy that did it did it with a motorhome. Yeah. Drive out there what with these the huge motorhomes. And if it rains at all and then it gets a little wet, you can really, really damage them. So really stupid. I hate people. Speaking of Trump, can we talk about that lady and the choir? Yes. Sure. Sure, why not? Go for it. Perfect. So the Mormon Tabernacle Choir has been invited to sing at Trump's inauguration because nobody else wants to. And they've accepted and there are petitions going around. I think there's 15,000 signatures. One of them is mine. A lady has said that it would be like laying down roses in front of Hitler. <laughs> so, look, the Hitler references, I mean, they have a place, and I'm, I'm not a fan of, of perpetrating any of those or perpetuating any of those, I should say, not perpetrating. Um, but there's a big point to be made here. Trump uh, has lambasted Mormons. Um, his, running, his running mate? Was it his, no, it was his chief of staff. Uh, basically said, you know, he, he made a big comment to Romney's about Romney's kids and about the Mormon religion. And for a state that, yes, we ended up voting for Trump, but that's my argument. We, you can't fight this because it, Utah voted him in. But my point is this, you know, the, the church should say, no, this isn't an independent organization. The Motab choir is run by the Mormons. It's run by the church. The church should say, no, we're I not going to I think out this. of principle and having sung at past inaugurations is why they're doing they're, it. And, and that makes sense. But there was a lady that quit. She quit good the choir mm-hmm. uh, and said, I'm not doing it. I can't support it. I can't in good conscience do it. And that's the kind of protest that needs to happen. Right. Well, and then the... the the choir came back and said, "Well, but it's not mandatory. We're not making anybody do it." But she said, "I." She said, "It's the stigma. It's it's what you're yeah. showing." Well, that, look, that, that people don't in. know that though. Well, and it's and it's this. Look, it's not required. You don't have to do it. Oh, Sally, you're not coming to the, the inauguration, huh? Yeah, but on I'm playing oh. devil devil's advocate here. How many of those people are ever going to get to sing at a presidential inauguration? Why would you? pass that up do you know what i mean like i'm sure that's a lot of the mentality yeah yeah of no, people that otherwise would be like i don't support him but guess what i get to sing at the inauguration i get to go to washington dc yeah. i get to sing at the inaug- inauguration yeah, and i get that it's a but, once in a lifetime uh, experience and it's a chance to go sing at the inauguration of the next hitler but like what she said <laughs> so you know you're gonna be a big part of history but like what she said uh it will appear that the choir is endorsing tyranny and fascism by singing for this man. Don't well, they already? Yeah. Let's be clear. The Mormon church. <laughs> okay. You're already a part of a tyrannical organization. But, uh, I don't know. There are no I parts. mean, I, I, 
<laughs> just to say that? Oh, my Lord. Oh, man, I might have to make iTunes, you know, get mad at me. Tits and dick. Don't I, post it on iTunes. I'm just post it everywhere to. else. I'm not going to make that the title. <laughs> it's still probably going to be IBS competition. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. IBS is good. Um, no, it's not. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll do IBS just, and then a little F competition. I just freaking finished reading this, and I never realized this. Festivities in Washington will be much shorter than there. Only only three inaugural balls, with one of them saluting armed forces and first responders. 2008, President Obama had 10 inaugural balls. Yeah. That's super fun. Who That's doesn't want to have a party? I did not realize that. Washington is insane during the inauguration. It's it's something. Else. Were they all in Washington? Pretty much, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on. Let's be done with talking about douchebag and the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Um, let's talk about cool Utah stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say we need to end on a happy note here. Um, so Utah is the friendliest city, uh, second friendliest city, I guess. Next to Nashville, uh, according to is it Traveler magazine? Something like that. Um, I, I would know if you would have printed my story instead of being a dick. Why don't you open your email and fucking click on it and no, look at it? I don't want to. It takes so much time. You're sitting uh, right in front of your computer. But one of the things that... Uh, you already have that article, Jeremy. Thanks. It's a different story. Uh, it's a different story. Sorry. that just chose not to print. Um, instead that what one I thought I printed. I apologize. So, I'm not in that office anymore okay. where the printer is. <laughs> I ask her why door. she doesn't talk as much on interviews. She goes, because I produce. But then she does this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Jess. We couldn't do this show without her. Make no mistake. I think Jeremy and I would probably never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> We'd just sit here and be quiet for like half an hour. I guess we're done. <laughs> and then Bree would be like, why are you such an asshole to Jess? Now you guys don't get to do the show either. Um, anyway, so Salt Lake was ranked number two, I guess, um, right behind Nashville, which was weird to me. Nashville doesn't strike me as a super friendly place. Nashville or Austin? Uh, Nashville. It was Nashville, actually. I uh, thought it was going to be Austin, too. Huh. Yeah. Uh, not Austin, either. So we beat Austin. It's a travel and leisure magazine. Yeah, travel and leisure. So Salt Lake City, and you know they, they had a couple other things, like we're number three. They ranked us number three for Christmas lights. Number, number four, four in attractiveness. attractiveness. Yeah. Well, and now that, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a surprise now. So Utah, if you there's there's a lot of, of different stuff out in the last few years. Utah is a very attractive state. Those mountains are beautiful. Dudes and chicks are very hot here. And Dudes l- and chicks. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the reason for Balls that, and tits. They, they actually attribute that to a few things. The biggest is our outdoor lifestyle because of all the things there are to do here. Right. Well, and you're around. People are a lot more active here versus, say, Houston or Mississippi where you don't have anything to do but eat McDonald's barbecue and get fat. Uh, so there's a lot more to do here. So people are a lot more active. They're a lot more fit. And, you know, people equate that with better looking. Uh, and so we are... We're right behind Honolulu, Boulder, and Scottsdale. Aren't for there beautiful, just a bunch yeah. of... For attractive. For, Aren't there just a bunch of old people in Scottsdale? Uh, no. Yeah, but they're damn fine. No, there's a lot of rich people in <laughs> Scottsdale. <laughs> so, so Scottsdale, Scottsdale what is... What are you doing? Oh, my God. You're so distracting. Scottsdale is um, to Phoenix, like... What would you say, South Mountain or uh, Mill Creek? Maybe really rich neighborhoods. I gotcha. Um, Never been Arizona. Yeah, so Scottsdale is like a really rich part of the Phoenix metro area. So they are old, but they're good looking because they can afford the plastic surgeries. (laughs) 
lot of a lot of fake tits. Um, <laughs> it was it was also uh, Park City was ranked as America's favorite mountain town in yep. part because of its seven thousand acres of Olympic level ski terrain and good burgers. Yeah, so yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, with pastrami. Um, so Crown Burger uh, apparently, according to uh, the magazine, um, Crown Burger is is a and and just our burgers in general are a great thing to do here. So there's a mom and pop place next to my house called Six Sisters Deli. Uh, not to be confused with the cookbook authors, but she has the best pastrami burger ever. Better is it better than, than Apollo or Crown yes. Burger? Yes, hands down, yes. So, and I, I like, I love me a Crown Burger or an Apollo Burger. Artic I Circle like the grilled ham and cheese burgers, at Crown Burger. Good. That's Those my favorite. Good. Have you ever had their steak? Yes. They straight up have steak. Where buy steak? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I like it's their gyros too. Yeah. You love so, their gyros. Their gyros. Their gyros. <laughs> They're giros. <laughs> Can I get one of them giros, please? And some of them, some of them French fries with so some fries. Did we skip sauce. over what the article that Justin? No, no. So okay. I was going to bring that up. So in addition to being all those amazing things, Salt Lake is also among the top cities for gay-friendly retirement, <laughs> which, which is, is really. Funny. So we are, we are actually. So Salt Lake City is one of the most gay-friendly places. Period. Well, in that's the country. where Austin, Texas, comes in. Um, yeah, that's so, yeah. That was gotcha. Uh, but gotcha. this is this is specifically for retired individuals. So when you're over sixty, we're getting close to sixty-five. Like the probably the who's the guy that uh, is the uh, goth DJ over at uh, Area Fifty One? Kenny. Yeah, because he's been doing he said it. His name was. <laughs> he's been doing it. He said he's been doing it since the early nineties. Since confetti, yeah, there was a great confetti's. article the Salt Lake Tribune just did about confetti, and he's yeah. still doing it. And I, all I could think, and I didn't want to bring it up, but all I could think is, dude, that guy's got to be old. Because if he was doing it steadily was, at Confetti's, he was probably at least in his 20s then. Probably so early. He, yeah, yeah, he's in his late 40s, early 50s probably is my guess now. So that's, uh, that's a long time to be a DJ. Anyway, so gay friendly for retired people, which is... Number 11 on the list. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to have a lot of old gay people here. In your um, neighborhood, nearly five per nearly five percent of the metro area population identify as gay, and Salt Lake has been. This article says Salt Lake's been very progressive on employment and housing protection for uh, LGBT residents in an otherwise conservative states. All right, I want to talk about LGBT stuff. So I listen, but to you a- have to say it how you said it last week. How. Harriet said it last week, and then you guys bonded because it was really funny. This is like LGBT, LGBT, Yeah, LGBTQ, LMNOP. Um, so, um, the alphabet soup of LGBTQ, um, IASA, LMNOP, IBS. Um, <laughs> no, you can't put IBS. So, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I'm a big geek, and I listen to podcasts uh, regarding Magic the Gathering, which is a is a collectible card and game. I have to write why are you saying that embarrassed well yeah. so it's I own it because I I'm not a huge player but I, I enjoy you know following events I watch tournaments occasionally uh, um, you watch them all the time so <laughs> you've just been outed <laughs> so anyway one of the one of the people on the pro hall of fame for magic the gathering I mean, it's been around a long time this guy started playing Around the time I started playing when the game kind of first came out in the mid-90s. What, like 25 years, 23 years? So it's like 94, years? 93, 94, 95, somewhere in there. Um, 
So anyway, uh, the guy's name is uh, Huey something or other. He's been a pro for for years and years and years. He was a really early pro. Um, And he came out just after Thanksgiving publicly on social media, which was a huge thing because he's well-respected. Like I said, he's a Hall of Famer. He's won many pro tours and a whole bunch of Grand Prix. And um, I was listening to an interview of him, and they were just interviewing him about pro tour stuff. And they asked him quite a few questions about that. Um, and one of the things that really caught me, and this is why I bring it up is he said, you know, I got to a point where people talk about tolerance. I don't want to be tolerated. That was probably the best statement I've ever heard when I think about, um, being friendly to that community. It's not about tolerating them. Well, not even that community. Community of disabilities. Like, I never would want anyone just to tolerate my brother with autism. Exactly. And, and so it's not about tolerating. He said it's about accepting. It's about respecting. It's about loving. It's about caring. It's about the fact that they're a human being. Um, and I don't know. I don't, that just popped in my mind. It's something I listened to earlier today that really resonated with me. And I thought it was worth sharing. That Because um, I'd never really thought about that. I've heard that sentiment recently, though, about not just being tolerant of people. But it makes like you can be tolerant sense. of a five-year-old who is learning how to do something. You can be tolerant of a three-year-old when they ask you why five million right, fucking right. times. But in a that's row. not, you know, that's right. That's tolerance. Right. Tolerance should not be. I tolerate you, gay person that's in the same room with me that that I'm looking at, like. You shouldn't tolerate someone. Yeah, you should be able to just accept them as an equal. Accept them as a person. So I'll get off that soapbox. But I just... I think that was your first soapbox. 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 This might be the first time I've said it was a soapbox. I don't know. Did you guys hear me talking about education earlier? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I I get so used to your bluster. I just forget that it happens. uh, Okay, a couple more things. I want to save the cool hat story for the end. Um, I want to talk about the the junk in the sky in the trunk. Yeah, so can can we talk about um, a little bit more government stuff that's kind of cool, and then we'll talk about those two. Uh, so this last um, this last election for seven uh, areas of unincorporated Salt Lake County, um, we elected officials. So last year, the legislature pa- legislature passed uh, a new piece of legislation requiring unincorporated parts of Salt Lake County to basically become townships uh, or incorporate. Uh, so we live in one, Kearns. Um, there's others, Magna, White City over by Sandy. Um, Mill Creek was one of the bigger ones um, that, that people will, will know. Uh, but essentially, one of the things that happened is this last election, you elected city officials. So the county no longer governs these areas. Now, there's some transition period. Which is good. I got to say, in my line of business, having to deal with the county is horrible. Yeah. So now you may still be dealing with the county for some time to come. With oh, it'll take a while to transition. Yeah. Um, but some of the, the – Mill Creek is probably the, the biggest one because they've already, they already tried to do it at one point. And then the state voted – not the state, but the legislature voted – uh, and basically made it so they had to do it. Um, so now these cities can create, these new townships can create their own, you know, zoning laws. They have to take over, you know, utility well, they're service. they're not quite cities. They are no, they're, they're all townships uh, and municipalities. But the big thing that that offers is protections against 
Say West Valley Annexation. City annexing me because, oh, there's a fucking Walmart right there now. So they annexed that Walmart, which was unincorporated part of Salt Lake County called Ochre. Um, you know, this, this Walgreens just up the street from me, the auto zone. That's Kearns. But what would have happened is West Valley goes, oh, that area is getting developed now that has been sitting as a vacant lot for years and years and years. I'm going to take that over. And they're putting a liquor store on it now. So all of that could have been Kearns. And Kearns is a poor area. So it would have been extremely yeah, helpful. But, but, but the stuff here on this side of 56th, right. that's all Kearns stuff now. Right. And now that but basically no prevents West Valley or West Jordan, which is across the other way, from annexing part of us and making us part of them just so they can get the tax revenue from those few businesses. That was an issue with West Jordan a couple of years ago, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mill Creek's been doing a lot. There's a really long article about it in the Tribune. Um, if you're interested, it's really cool stuff to read. But when I talk about being involved in local government, this is specifically what I'm talking about. Get involved at these levels. Get involved in your town this councils. This is stuff that's going to affect your day-to-day life. Yeah, this this is the kind of stuff where, you know, Like if, not getting your road plowed. <laughs> exactly. Like January 2nd, uh, January 3rd, rather, it's a big fucking snowstorm and you barely make it up the top of your long street because the plow hasn't hit your house yet. Um, so that kind of stuff is all impacted there. All right. Two really cool stories and then we'll talk to uh, a very fun interview. Um, so university, uh, Utah State University up in Logan has put a new telescope up by Bear Lake. Right? Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Bear Lake? Yes. In the snowy mountains around Bear Lake. So Bear Majestic. Lake's a, a pretty good location for this because it's got a high altitude. Um, it's uh, very very little light, ambient light up yeah, there. Yeah, there's still not a lot of light pollution there. So, I'm going to go find this. Uh, so it's, it's, it's small. It's like <laughs> the size of a two-man tent. Um, but it's a telescope that's designed to look at space junk. So there flying are junk. Baby. I wish they would have had that during the Tears for Fears concert so I could figure out what was flying in the sky. <laughs> so <laughs> like, maybe they did. It was so weird. So this is this is serious stuff. So there's about 700,000 pieces of junk floating up in orbit right now. Always above the planet. always more and more cuz it crashes into each other. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a bunch, right? 700,000 pieces in the vastness of space seems pretty small. And this is only stuff that's 10 centimeters or greater. Except for so. that it's not in the vastness of space. So softball size stuff. Orbit. Some yeah. of it's in orbit and it's falling out of orbit. You know, the orbits decay because they don't have any thrust. Um, but you kind of saw it in that... Uh, gravity. gravity. Gravity, yeah. Where it absolutely shredded the shuttle. Yeah, and that that is a possibility. There are I actually... I haven't seen it yet, thanks. There are actually... <laughs> that is the premise of the whole movie. That's your fault. That movie's been out for a long fucking time. It's like saying... It's like saying the Titanic sunk. What the what? hell? Yeah. <laughs> Shit, way to ruin the movie. <laughs> uh, I hope every time. But it doesn't? <laughs> they, they just fucking safely get where they were going and there's no movie to be had. Like, that's it. Then, well, there was plenty of movie before it sank. There was, so there was an amazing... On a side note, there, there were tits there and dick. Actually was, <laughs> there was. Uh, was there IBS? Probably no. if you're on a boat with food. Um, so <laughs> that was actually a really cool article about besides the glacier sinking the Titanic um, coal, the coal furnaces. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. They thought the coal furnaces yeah, were Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Did they interview Jack? 
<laughs> what? What? No. So they interviewed Jack. Is no. that what you just said? Never don't. Why do you keep asking <laughs> dumbass questions tonight, Jeremy? Because <laughs> <laughs> can. Okay, not I just tonight. Know. Why do you always ask dumbass questions? <laughs> and there are dumb questions when it comes to you, by the way. <laughs> so mean. You are such an ass. I am an asshole tonight. Keep it lively. Uh, but so this is the first one in North America that actually looks at that junk. No. Yep. I North thought it America. was on the western coast, on the west coast. Uh, do they have one in Boston? West coast, yep. Let's see. Well, I don't know if it's not in unless Fujimoto's in Seattle. First west of the Mississippi to okay, be dedicated yeah. to the study of orbital debris. That's right. Anyway, so it's kind of cool. Um, we've got a telescope that's looking at that. Um, so they send the interns up to sit in it. Nope. And watch. No, it's, it's, it's a, all no, it's a all computer computerized that goes right back to the Utah State campus and they just cool. access hey it well this school. is cool japan just la- launched an experimental orbiting junk collector i know that yeah. think it just cool. go, is it like i picture like a, it's like a roomba i picture like a pac-man <laughs> i just <laughs> i pictured a giant net in space it's like a big arm with what a net that just captures stuff but the reason it's an <laughs> issue is you've got countries like china that oh we don't our satellite's gonna fall out of orbit let's fucking send a missile up and blow it up and create thousands of pieces of space junk. Is it really hurting anything? It is. That's the problem. You should watch Gravity. It, it, yeah, you really should. The problem it's, is... It's semi-dramatic, but it actually the, can happen. The stuff they track is about the size of a softball. There's stuff up there that don't football. track that are, that are, that are smaller, um, but even a screw, like a regular old screw that, that, that the space station loses when they're out on a walk, right? So if this it has goes been an three issue and we've been doing space travel for so long, why has this junk collector not been made sooner? Uh, well, I think they're getting to a point where they feel like they like countries are starting to recognize like this like the is floor is too dirty, so somebody really needs a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, pretty Th- much. That, I mean, that's kind of I think where it's at. Like, oh, we're tired of fucking walking on dirt. Let's pour cement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just throw a rug over it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that sounds like something America would do. It's a good thing Japan is but like I, trying I, to just <laughs> because I, I mean, we would just like cement. It that, is serious. That shit. Because <laughs> a, a small screw, the the problem isn't how big it is; it's how fast it's moving. It's going three miles a second. On average, three miles a second. <sighs> And so it's moving so I fast. I wish everyone could see how intense Chris's face is right now explaining. So, <laughs> that's like a bullet. I mean, yeah, we could have screenshot it. It's, it's, it. it's oh, faster than a bullet. I mean, it's really fast. And it goes uh, into something like a communication satellite. Boom. Your cell phone stop working. Working. I got it. So it's, I hope that dust collector and they works. Have to, they have to schedule the, you know, anything Roomba. that they want. <laughs> it's, probably got, it's probably got fucking Honda written on the side of it. It's coming out of Japan. Which Honda is fine if cool it's going to collect some stuff and clean that shit. But what are they going to do with it? Bring it back and study it. Uh, so most of it. Uh, are they mo- going to shoot it in the, the sun? The thing is, Whoa. most of it ends up. <laughs> this isn't Superman <laughs> 3. Is that what that one was? Um, most of it ends up burning like burning up on reentry. Like it comes, it actually eventually falls out of if orbit. If it's small enough. Like the mirror. Uh, and, and burns up. Remember that a few years ago? The mirror space station. That they just let mm-hmm. burn yeah. up in yep. the entry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Mirror Space Station. That fall here. What didn't something fall recently here in Utah in the West Desert that they had planned? I have no idea. I'm not sure. Aliens. It's a good question. Area 51 it's just, is in I New just, Mexico. I just don't. It's not. It's downtown Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so one last story. That? <laughs> that's uh, that's Bree hurting herself. <laughs> IBS. I don't have IBS. <laughs> I was banging my head against the microphone. <laughs> Come on, we're all one on one tonight. So there, <laughs> there is a really fun story, a really good story on KSL.com uh, about a guy in Springville that makes hats. Hats. I love hats. We had this discussion, and you told me that hats are unprofessional. I would say this is a very professional thing that he is doing. Yeah, he's making hats as a profession. Yes, so that's professional. Uh, hat making is, but not wearing the hat, sadly. I think fedoras should come back. <laughs> Newsy hats. Yes, I agree. Uh, so I just think it's cool. Uh, I don't know what to say about it. Um, really, it's a cool little article. Uh, John, no, John Charles Tatton was the first hat maker. What's his name? Scott, Ch- or Chandler Scott. Chandler Scott. So he makes hats uh, from scratch. It's a handmade thing, uh, well, start to finish. Not totally scratched. What? So uh, what? What? So the majority are pneumatically pressed in China and brought here. The shape. Yes, he says it's half cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, but I see that. but that's not his hats. He's saying the majority of hats. Period. Like when we when you go buy a cowboy oh, hat is. at like. Golden and he says they're Corral not West. going to last and at Smith and Edwards. Yeah, when you go to Smith and Edwards, and, boy store. you know, you, you go, or you go to Reams <laughs> and buy a cowboy hat. The shit's probably pressed store. in China, so they take a big old right. freaking pile of material, throw it in a pneumatic press, and psh, then there's a hat. But he makes them by hand, and that's that's an art that's kind of going out of style. It actually, when I read this article, it made it me think went of, out of style. Well, it made me think of cobblers. Right? Oh, I love the cobbler. And so we have a cobbler that we use. He's up on 39th South. No, 33rd South. 33rd South. 33rd, 33rd South. And yeah, like 30th-ish. Somewhere there. Um, just above 27th East somewhere. It's 33rd-ish. He's got this little shop. He's a weird-ass dude. Like, we go in there. He's he's, he's ornery. I Bree gets her shoes repaired there all the time because she beats the shit out of her shoes. I do. No, but we take we take five or six pairs of shoes to him a year uh, to, to I fix. I take my winter shoes in the summer and my summer shoes in the winter. Um, you know, to fix things like heels. I've had shoes fixed there uh, where he replaces the soles on the shoes. Or just I'm, glues them back together yeah, because or, they're your most favorite shoes in the whole wide world. It's a dying art. And it's something that's fantastic. You buy a really nice pair of shoes. They're supposed to last you a lifetime. Uh, and they wear out because they're all made in China and they're all shit now. Same thing with the hat. You know, hats wear out. So there's a, uh, in addition to this gentleman, um, there's a younger kid uh, based out of Salt Lake that also is a hat maker. And his hats are phenomenal as well. It's a different, completely different style. Does he have a shop? um, I will find it. I couldn't find it earlier today. Um, I need to go back and, and see if I documented that somewhere. But when I was in Scotland, it's the same thing. Like I was on a mission to find a hat maker. I didn't want to buy it on the Royal Mile. I wanted it made by someone. And I found a shop that was right across the street from my hotel. And um, So you didn't have it look very hard. Uh, well, no, I did because even in his shop and he walked me through the wall, he showed me this hat is made in the U.S. This hat is made in London. This hat is made here. And these ones are all the ones that I made. So, and he made them, he makes them in the basement, fascinators and all kinds of hats. And so, and then there was a huge debacle. Is that a, is that a haberdashery it. that it's a hat store? Hab- no, I think that's where the guys got killed in the hateful eight. 
No, I, I haven't seen that. Don't fucking ruin that. That one has not been out for two years. Like a gravity. year, it's been out for a year now, and it's I watched it three th- times in the last week on Showtime. It, it has not <laughs> been out on video for a year though. I think Gravity's I been out on video for like five. It's really good. You should watch it though. That's I what I did last New Year's Eve. Twenty twelve. I do want to watch it. What? Gravity count twenty twelve. I think. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a long time. Old. It's been a, been around for a while pretty old it's not that old jeez i still watch tommy boy i was wrong but a haberdasher is a person who sells small articles for sewing such as buttons ribbons and zippers and or a men's outfitter you also think holly hobby is a store shut up it's a doll i know but i always call hobby lobby holly hobby for some reason i'm gonna buy you (laughs) i'm gonna buy you a holly hobby i used to have my whole bedroom was decorated in holly hobby i had holly hobby curtains and holly hobby bedspread i even had green carpet so it would look like grass for my holly hobby stuff (laughs) and and hobby lobby (laughs) just so you know is a store that we go to once a year around christmas maybe because i hate supporting those fuck faces uh, they were selling what I needed for half off, and I needed. Yeah, sometimes a lot I have to go them. for my cake supplies. Yeah, that's the thing. Like sometimes you can't find the shit. Just like I else. hate Walmart, but occasionally I have to go for my cake supplies because it's the closest store. Yeah. I have to go there because my kids are expensive and they're cheap. Anyway. I can't always go to Orson Geeky. So I think that's going to do it for tonight. Besides our awesome interview. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that didn't sound very exciting. I actually had a really good time talking to him. So uh yeah, he yeah. was cool. It was fun. And Chris forgot to screenshot him, so hopefully he sent a picture to Jess so you guys can see that he got all dooted up. Full for makeup us. for us. Very cool. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because he couldn't make it here, but he did full makeup uh and Skyped in. So And it was awesome. Uh yeah. hope you guys enjoy it. Um I will probably close out the show with something of theirs. Um at least a little bit of it. Maybe uh, one of the songs he talked about. Yeah, we'll a new see. one, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit of his own music. We'll we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll close it out with, uh, I don't know, something stupid by sure. IBS. Um, <laughs> I think the song title is called Tits and Dicks. So. <laughs> I had to do a certificate today for a company called UTI. I'm like, do <laughs> you not te- have any women in Utah your company? Utah Technical Institute. No. UTI to me will always be a urinary tract infection. I don't care. <laughs> any woman, you ask any woman, if you walk up to them and say UTI, the first thing they're going to be is like, why are you talking to me about a, a UTI? Why are you talking to me about a urinary tract infection? Utah taxidermy inspector. <laughs> <laughs> no. Please, people, watch your acronyms, okay? Watch your acronyms. Utah territory investigator. Utah pterodactyl. Utah titty inspector. No. <laughs> that's you Undercard. actually that's probably Jeremy he's the boot man you're the ass man on that note uh, we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to our friend uh, Vision Derek uh, from uh, Magic Black Tragic Tra- Black Tragic Black oh my god I'm that could be his next band name Magic Black band number five right we clearly need to be done all right, with us today we have uh, Derek Rhodes, also known as Vision, from the band Tragic Black. How are you, Derek? Doing great. Thanks pre- for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Do you prefer Vision or Derek? Um, like on CD, I want it to be Vision, but when I'm talking to anyone, it's Derek. So. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, folks at home, you can't see this, but he's in full makeup. Yeah, he got full we makeup for a call. It's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. 
It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Well, that's really what is amazing about him is uh, 16 years of being in this band, and he has always stayed true to his aesthetic. That's that's a 16 years. That's 16 years is a huge accomplishment for even huge bands. I mean, even bands like Green Day. I mean, 16 years. They've been a lot around longer, but 16 years is a long time for any band to be together. Yep. Like, I mean, you think you're you're in that that realm of of a Green Day of uh, <laughs> who else has been around that long? Pearl Jam has been around that long. They're still making yeah, music. Sort of. <laughs> who who no, else sorry. is in that oh, same right. Nine Inch Nails did. Did they just put something else out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did, did he just album, drop, right? like, last week? I heard it was really terrible. Yeah, it wasn't good, but he's still doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's hard to have all that angst when you're rich and you have a nice house and a, everything you want. It's not quite the same anymore. Life, yeah. life isn't quite as painful. Not as shitty as it was in the 90s. <laughs> Let's be clear. His life wasn't shitty in the 90s when he had Closer come out well, and the true. whole well, downward spiral. spiral kind of. Yeah. Not no, so I, downward after that. I mean, they had some they had some decent albums before that, but I think Downward Spiral is what really propelled them in a mainstream outside of just that same genre, I guess. Kind of gave them that boost into radio play and stuff. So, so you guys are uh, Tragic Black is an industrial um, gothic type of band, correct? So mm-hmm. how you classify yourself? We, you know, in the you know, these days there's so many subgenres, and we're kind of, you know, in the subgenre, right? Um, it's like in the gothic umbrella, but it's referred to as death rock, where it's kind of, you know, your gothic element, but there's some punk rock element to it. Okay. But to make the death rockers, mm, I don't know, give them a, a twist, we put in a lot of electronics, so like, Industrial or new wave or so, you know, synthy elements. It's got a '90s flair to it. Yeah, very yeah. '90s. I'm old, so I'm all about the '90s flair. So this is what's interesting. <laughs> so I'd never actually heard you guys until until Jess, uh, Jess mentioned you, and I listened to some of your stuff. And man, I this is the kind of music I lived on in in the '90s. <laughs> like this so is the stuff really I listened to all to the time. Now. Like stabbing westward. Nine Inch Nails, those kind of bands which fit right into the to the genre, or at least the style that it sounds like your stuff comes from. Well, I mean, our, our new album, not to bring it up, but uh, no, you know, it's called it Nostalgia, you know, and partly because we wanted to kind of keep some of that, you know, stuff that we heard in the 90s and the way it kind of looked in the 90s or even the 80s. You know, I mean, you know, that's part of the band is like, not just the sound, but we wanted to, you know, keep the look alive, you know, and I don't see a million bands dressing up the way that they did back then. So I we think, try to, you know, do it both. I think Guar might be the only one that still dresses <laughs> up like they used to. Did you see his eyes? <laughs> his eyes just got so big. They're stage shows, man. I don't <laughs> even... Some, that's some dressing up with I don't even like their music, but I think it would be fun as hell to go to one of their shows because they're just insane. I still haven't been. <laughs> they don't come here very often. They were here, what, a year or two ago, maybe? I think they were here a couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, uh, I mean, what brought you guys together? Were you, like, high school buddies or college buddies? How did that, I mean, 16 years is a long time to, to be in a band with a group of guys and everyone kind of stay in the same area, so. Well, there was a, well, we've changed our lineup, you know, I don't even know how many times, but where we're at now with the three members that we have, 
we all actually met each other at this club called Confetti. You guys might have <laughs> <laughs> known Confetti. about that. Aww. Yeah. So we all met in uh, Confetti. You know, at first it was just kind of in passing, you know, like Stitch, the guitar player, and I, you know, bumped into each other a couple times. Didn't really, you know, hit it off great. You know, it wasn't bad either. It was just kind of like, hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, but Vile and I were the ones who formed the band. And uh, he was married to, like, one of my oldest friends, like, who I knew since I was, like, two years old or something. So he ended up getting married to her, and later on they got divorced. But, you know, he and I basically shared an, you know, an idea, you know, I told him kind of what I was thinking, and he knew how to play all the music. And so we just kind of went from there and just kept going. That's cool. So I don't how- know a reason to quit. You guys have put out a bunch of stuff over 16 years, right? Yeah, I think it's up to like eight albums. Eight wow. albums. That's this... what, five studio and two live? And a EP? There's like um, uh, one vinyl record, one live record, one EP, you know, and then like four or five actual albums. Wow, that's impressive. So you guys, do you guys tour? Not the way most bands do. You know, we have gone like on a European tour, which was the most, you know, like traditional kind of tour we've ever done where you actually get in a van and go off for an extended amount of time. It was like about a month long and that was the longest we've ever toured. Other than that, we'll go out and play, you know, Salt Lake, Vegas, a couple shows in California and come back, you know, or someone will book us in New York and we'll just fly out there and play out. Then we'll fly back, and or they'll get us in Chicago, and we'll fly out there and come back. That's so cool. we just kind of did a whole lot of one-offs, and um, you know, or, or small tours. So it's not your full-time job. Mm-mm. It's just uh, something that we're passionate about, and we want to create, and we want to keep it going. You know, that makes that you stayed together even more impressive. That it's yeah, like yeah, a exactly. side thing that you had to, like you didn't get to go there every day and get paid for it and then do other things. You had to make an effort to be involved and stay involved and keep with it. So, so yeah, and there's only a little bit of like reward. And I mean, and the, you know, like, um, you know, a band like us who is pretty obscure, even in the goth scene, you know? So it's like when we do get these chances to go to like play in Oakland or in Germany or wherever, we really like it. Really means a lot to us. So, so along the way, we really have a couple moments where we just go, "Yeah, I'm glad we're still doing this because, you know, we really believe in it." And once in a while, we get people who really believe in it too. So you said you just got back from a, a tour in Europe. It wasn't a tour, but there's a festival. It's considered the largest Gothic festival in the world. Um, and mm-hmm. that's fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what it says on the website. So it's true. It's on the internet. Yeah, it's got to be true. They've been around for like this was their 25th year anniversary. It's called Wave Gothic Treffen, and they have basically 20,000 people who take over the city, you know, for four or five days. And it's kind of like if if it was in Salt Lake City, it'd be like having a show at Urban Lounge doing maybe industrial, and then a show at Metro doing I don't know folky viking metal or then <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> folky yeah, viking it, metal 
Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing in Europe. Is that something you were invited to? Is that something that you signed up for? Well, I don't. Well, in the past, like this is the third time that we've played it, so it's like kind of like the highlight of our, you know, existence. Um, And this time we got it because the guy who runs our record label isn't a band himself, and his band's called Dossie. It's a big industrial band, and they were getting booked. And he's like, hey, we'll, you know, give you guys, you know, five picks from people. Because he also owns a record label. So he's like, you know, why don't you get some of your bands to play? And so he turned to us and said, hey, do you want to come out here and play? You know, we're like, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so they didn't have Hasselhoff, did they? I just got to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> we played with, have you heard of 6-6 six, six Sputnik? I've heard of 6-6 six, six Sputnik. They're like one of the first kind of like bands that used a lot of sampling. Um, really cool band, but they ended up playing the same gig as us. That's cool. Hmm, that's, that's really cool. That's so awesome. What a great festival. But just it, imagine like the, your, your pass gets you on the rail system, right? So it's like having tracks access because the whole festival is taking over the entire city. So it's not just at one central venue. It's, it's kind of like, you know, like South by Southwest down in, in yeah, Austin. Yeah, 20 different venues. And you just go to whichever ones you want to see. Oh, that is cool. So do you have a fan base in Germany, by chance? Yeah. We sold, like, every single T-shirt we brought out and pin and sticker and everything. And this venue, when I got there, you know, it was already at maximum capacity. There was, like, a line of people waiting for, like, so every time someone else would leave the club, some they'd let somebody else in. It's kind of mind-blowing, you know? But, um... And the half of me was like, oh, is this for us? I don't know, you know. But um, by the time we played, because we were a, a headliner on that show, right? So That's cool. Like, yeah, like we got to play for an hour, and, you know. Right? Like there was like maybe seven bands of the night, and we were six out of the seven. So Wow. We got one of the good, really good spots. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you play multiple nights, or was it a one-night Yep, just a one-night thing. They kind of set it up so if you play, like, the festival one year, they don't want you to play the next year. Oh. So it's like kind of like every other year to kind of keep it fresh. That's so a good idea. Yeah, and it'll be, you know, 2018 or something. That's that way pretty people cool. are anticipating you coming. <laughs> I hope so. So what's it like? Uh, I mean, how 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 different does it feel over there? Because Germany has still a fairly big metal industrial type of scene, versus mm-hmm. it seems like that's that's not anywhere near as big here in the U.S. anymore as it was in, in say the '90s. Yeah, it, it's basically like if you traded the '90s, you know, here and has put it there now. You know, it's their renaissance is going on now and. Not just in Europe. I mean, like, we've done a few shows in Mexico, and they've got quite a big... I mean, our last show in Mexico was, like, nothing, but, you know, I know that there's a scene out there. Um, And so, like, certain places around the world, there's actually, like, huge scenes going on and pretty exciting, you know, but just in the States right now, I think we're on the edge of having another one. Um, It just kind of depends on where you're at. You know, Salt Lake City in the 90s is huge, you know, but now it's, it's still there, and, you know, I've been you know, DJ in the area a bit. And, and I've been seeing, um, you know, like each weekend, you know, like a different group of people. So I'm like, I'm noticing that there is more of a, of a group, but we're all older now. We all don't go out every single weekend, <laughs> you know, like we don't go out four nights a week, like we used to maybe, but, but we still go out. Right. So like, you just got to tally it all up versus saying, Oh, a scene's dead. You know, only 
you know, 50 people come out or something. But if you took those 50 people and you added them all up each time, it adds up to a lot more than you think. So Especially when cool. they're new people every time. Mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly said that this year will be a resurgence of metal festivals in the U.S. So maybe that's real. That'd be cool. I don't know. Some of those metal festivals, I, I don't know if I can handle all the Megadeth and Metallica fans. <laughs> <laughs> So I gotta, I gotta tell you a story because you, you brought up confetti. Confetti was so I I was in in high school in uh, Wyoming and we would come down to Utah every once in a while for trips. For I was on the speech and debate team, so we came down to Utah one year, and uh, one of my friends had been to Utah several times, knew of confetti. You know, it's an underage club. We could get in. So he convinces our our speech and debate coaches to let us all go to confetti. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, a, I think it's like a Thursday night. Um, and they wouldn't let, they, they weren't going to let in the speech and debate coach because she's like, she's in her early 30s. And it's, you know, it's a club for 16-year-old kids. Like, it's not, it doesn't fit. They didn't want to let her in. But they eventually let her in. And we go in there. And I'm from a small town in Wyoming, like 12,000 people. You know, I listen to the music, but I've never, like, experienced, like, the crazy gothic dancing. And I go into <laughs> confetti, and it's, they've, they've got the goth room in confetti. And it's just the, the streamers. Yeah, streamers, exactly. And it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen in my life at that point. And just in the mid-90s, just a kid from Podunk, Wyoming, goes in there and sees a few goth kids dancing and streamers. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, the music's great, but what are these guys doing? <laughs> so. Yeah, like, I have a, a song, you know, and it's called Broken Believers, and we talk about... You know, when, when the song starts out, there's a sample going, it seems like I walked into an alternate universe, you know, and it's kind of a, yeah. about that, you know, kind of club, you know, we even talk about the word confetti and streamers, you know, so <laughs> and then sanctuary happened and then area 51 happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think actually sanctuary or uh, area and confetti were open at the same time. It's just, you know, I was, wasn't 21 yet or something, so I didn't really go. I was still going to confetti at the end, wondering, where is everybody? You know? <laughs> oh, they all can drink. I get it, you know. Stupid Area 51 stole my first fake ID from me. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> it's not stealing. They took it from me. But <laughs> my first fake ID went bye-bye gotcha. at, at Area 51. Uh, that's Area 51 is interesting. So you DJ there. Do you DJ there every weekend? Do you have a regular spot? Uh, yeah, on, I've been doing it every Friday for about the last month and a half. Um, I'm not going to do this coming up Friday because um, the way it was set up is, you know, Kevin Reese, DJ Evil K, he's been, you know, he was the DJ back in Confetti in the streamers room. He does, you know, Fridays over at um, Area 51, but he's out of town. And he's like, hey, could you fill in for me? But also my friend Mikhail. Um, so basically I've been kind of doing most of the DJing, so I'm just kind of handing you know, the night over here for this one, we're going to like trade off a bit. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. I'm yeah. trying to keep it true to what Kevin would do, but throw in, I don't know, something. What would Derek what, do? What, 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 <laughs> yeah, what would Derek do? <laughs> so the Area 51, that, that club still to this day surprises me because it has been around 
I don't know of another club that has been around as long as them. Per, I mean, the maybe trap. maybe the venue. I mean, the trap oh, door's been around for a long time. Yeah, but the areas have changed. Yeah, and well, an area is a big club, and and yeah, the venues changed. So it was the bricks, and then they had the club sound, and now they now it's pretty much just a concert venue in a smaller bar. But I mean, back in the '90s, it was. You know, it was a huge. It was bricks. It was one of the big clubs. But you know, we've we've gone through what Axis was back then, and you had a whole bunch of stuff. You know, like um, Sanctuary. Sanctuary. You had the, the Bay. You had the Bay. Uh, bay. The hor- <laughs> you know, the Hortex. You had uh, Club Naked, which is where Gracie's is at now. Um, and you know, those clubs all kind of came and went. But Area 51 somehow has managed to stick around for a long time. As a as, yeah. a as an active nightclub, not just a bar, because you have like Club Ninety and Sandy Station, which are pretty much just bars. I wouldn't really call them nightclubs, but but areas hung on to that nightclub mentality where they do dancing all night and theme nights until and two or whatever. But. And Salt Lake City, I think, needs to be you know. I mean, I think they appreciate it, but sometimes I feel maybe they take it for granted because it's been there so long. You know, they got kind of gotten used to having a. The club, especially for the goth scene. I mean, the upstairs, you know, really isn't dedicated to goth, of course. But, like, as far as the, you know, goth industrial scene, like, you're really lucky to have a club that's open, you know, four nights a week that plays your kind of music, you know, so. Yeah, that's that's impressive. You go to California, you get, like, one night a week, you know, or one night a month at a club, you know, and that's just how it is. It's not four nights a week at the same place, you know. Utah's always been awesome like that to have a dedicated fan base to music like that, though, mm-hmm. I, I think. What do you think that is that, that keeps area running, you know, a dedicated night like that? Yeah, the owner? the owner. It's Alan, you know. Alan actually likes this kind of music, you know, so he just wants to have there be a place where, you know, there's, you know, a place to go to hear and dance. And he's also booking gigs there, you know. They're doing a lot of shows. You know, they do the Dark Arts Festival Yearly. Are you telling me there are two club owners back to back, both named Alan? Yep, there's Club X Alan and Club Area 51 Alan. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and they're both nice guys, so it's really cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so what, you know, being in a band for 16 years, being in the same band, what what are the things that you do to keep keep things fresh, to keep coming up, you know, with eight different albums worth of stuff? I mean, 16 years... For anyone doing the same thing for 16 years, you run into roadblocks. I mean, how have you guys kind of kept that fresh? That's a good question. I mean, I think part of it is definitely the, you know, the mix-up of lineup changes. You know, like for the longest time, we always, you know, our guitar player was always switching out. We'd always have a new guitar player every album. So each album kind of had its own sound because... You know, someone either quit or got kicked out, you know, and (laughs) (laughs) those are the stories we want to hear. (laughs) Yeah. And we would have to, you know, we wanted to keep going. And so we'd have to basically, you know, figure it out over and over again. So even though we're 16 years old, a lot of time it felt like we're at the beginning over and over again. You know, it's all right, but we have all this stuff in our past, but now in the present, we need to figure it out all over again. Because so and so isn't going to work out, you know. How do you go about finding a new player, a new guitarist? You don't just put that like. in the paper. How, how do you go about mm-hmm. finding somebody? Well, it's it it's kind of like I don't know. It's a little bit destiny and a little bit chance, you know. It's like part of it. I feel like it's a little bit meant to happen. The other part is just we're lucky, 
the right place, right time. You know, we meet the right people, you know, and like where we're at now, you know, um, we used to be a five piece band in 2013 with a drummer, two guitar players, bass player and vocals. And, you know, the band had gone, you know, from, from pretty much a goth industrial kind of background into a more still gothy, but way more metal direction, you know, and we had kept, we kept writing songs and the, the new guys in the band really wanted to play metal music. Right. So it would always be a compromise. You know, it's like, well, you know, I want to play metal. And I'm like, well, you should at least dress up a little bit. Can you wear a black, <laughs> can you wear some black eyeliner? And it's like, no, man, I don't want to wear makeup. You know, okay. Well, all you got to do is be like, look, check out Kiss. Gene Simmons still puts that <laughs> shit on. That wouldn't convince them. <laughs> but, you know, like, so we'd have to, like, you know, to kind of, like, work with everybody. And, and, and that actually, that situation led me to being in, I'm in more than one band, you know, so, like, now my band that does metal is with all the same people, right? Except for the bass player, because that's Bile from Tragic Black. Um, we all keep playing together, because it's not that I don't like playing music with them. It's just that, you know, trying to make them be gothic, you know, or, or play gothic music, and then making Tragic Black Metal just wasn't really mixing the way it should. And so we in, ended up just going uh, in a total, totally new direction and just, like, kept writing music the same way we were, but we're calling it something new because it doesn't sound like Tragic Black, you know? So now it's precariat, <laughs> you know? And then we have Tragic Black, you know, doing kind of what I want Tragic Black to be doing. More of your classic stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, the, the precary is way, way heavy. It's like thrashy, stoner, bestie, <laughs> a little black, you know, but not. we're not a black metal band that's got the evil. Definitely. What would you compare it to if you were kind of to compare it to a few different bands? Your sound, anyway. In the metal band, I would say, you know, like other people in the band would compare it to maybe Gojira. Uh-huh. Or, and you know, I... I'm really into Amon Amarth. You know, I like, you know, our Cradle of Filth. But I, we don't sound like Cradle of Filth. And the guys wouldn't want to sound like Cradle of Filth either. But I like that kind of, I don't know. But um, but as far as our sound, a little bit of that um, Skeleton Witch a little bit. Um, you know, something just pretty kind of progressive, but uh-huh. still it's got, like, um, really guitar-oriented music. Right. So who would you say your inspiration is? You, you hear you hear people who are in a band and you say, who's your inspiration? They're like, Elvis. It's like, what the hell? You don't sound anything like Elvis. But wh- where would you say you draw your inspiration from? Hmm. You know, I have got like four bands now, so I kind of like really, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have, I got, and not to like keep going, but you know, like uh, I've got Spectre Theater, which is me and a guy from Germany. And so he does all the songwriting. I just write vocals and, and lyrics to it. You know, then I've got, you know, Precariat, where I, I'm the singer again, but we've got, like, you know, two guitar players, one bass player, and, you know, drummer. But, and in that one, I kind of derive inspiration from concepts. Like, I want to call the album something like The Thread of Violence, if something, something like, it's like, in each song, I kind of talk about how, society has you know what they're doing to either each other or to the planet or to animals you know it's like kind of the way we're doing it's like being evil but not talking about 
Satan the whole time. Like humanity is evil <laughs> enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like you can just look at like we have one song called Electric Chair. You know, it's just about the state punishing people. You know, were they guilty? We don't know for sure. You know, because sometimes people end up getting you know killed, and you find out, oh shit, they're right. <laughs> yeah, other other songs where it's like a, ba- a battle between you know in ancient Egypt between Horus and Set, you know, or another song where it's about a friend who overdid it and ended up dying. You know, is it borderline suicide, but kind of like. Um, you know, it's like violence to oneself. You know what I mean? So like right. all these different aspects of violence. Not that I'm a, I'm like an anti-violent person, but that's kind of why I talk about it, you know? So, you know, in Tragic Black, we, it's easy to write all these albums because like the first, or not only the first, but the first like four like albums that we put out on record labels, each one was related to a different chakra and or element. Right. So we have like, the decadent requiem and it represents the red orange and yellow chakras and the fire element then we've got the cold caress that represents the water element and the throat chakra then we've got the the eternal now that represents the earth element and the heart chakra and then um we have the deadfall seven inch record which is um you know the crown chakra and the air element you know and then we most recently did nostalgia which is basically represents completing all of those chakras and those elements you know so there's a lot of thought of uh, a lot of thought that goes into your songs and your your albums i'm taking it yeah a lot of concepts that (laughs) you might not really like get all that if you listen to it yourself you know but like in my head it means that (laughs) (laughs) well it's good to hear the artist kind of point of view um where can people find you coming up do you have any shows coming up with any of your 1600 bands (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh tragic black plays the 14th of january at metro um precariat um we're on the edge of booking another show but we haven't said yes yet it might be the 21st of january at area 51 but you know i don't, I don't know because the guys haven't written back confirmed yet so i'm kind of waiting on that one but we might have another show in march um after that for tragic black I don't know. You can find our music online, though. We have we are on Spotify, iTunes, you know, YouTube, you know, all those kinds of places. Or if you come to the show, you can get the actual physical copy versus the download. If you're into that, do the Some kids even know what that, that is anymore? An actual physical well, they do. CD. Well, they like yeah, the... it's kind of a pain in the ass because people <laughs> just want to look it up and stream it. They don't, you know. But part of calling out nostalgia is to actually have something. It, you know, it looks like it was in the 90s, kind of sounds like it was, and yet and it's an actual CD like you would have in the 90s, you know. So. I like jewel cases. Not vinyl, though, right? Because vinyl wasn't uh, around, it was around in like the 70s, and then that shit came back hardcore in like 2010. Like right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> now. <laughs> Even in the early 90s when I was in high school, people still had vinyl. Yeah, but they had vinyl from the 80s. From their parents. Like, my mom had Pink Floyd and Black Sabbath and ACDC and Journey all on vinyl. So I grew up listening to a lot of that crap on vinyl EPs. Uh, But uh, that that was all music. Does anybody actually make vinyl anymore? Can you actually get a vinyl made? Yeah. We've got one vinyl. You know, I still have copies of it available. That's cool. there, There was a punk rock dude who has a really, you know, independent label. 
and he wanted to own a tragic black vinyl, but there wasn't one. So he's like, Hey, would you work with us to make a, a, a seven inch vinyl? You know, and we're like, okay. That's awesome. Just okay. so that is really one. cool. You know, that's well, cool. That was like the <laughs> they exist. A lot of bands will press a limited edition, you know, a limited number of vinyl too for their fans. I know yeah. in other countries they're still big. Actual they're vinyl. coming back in the states too, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I have, a lot of bands are putting out vinyl with a, you know, a download code or, or a little CD that comes inside of it. You know, or doing re-releases like Erasure just did a huge re-release of their albums yeah. on vinyl. So. A lot of people think that the sound quality is yeah, better I was say, that, when you can hear argument. every scratch, dirt speck yes. that is on the record. I don't know about that, but one, one cool thing though, not to deviate from vinyl, but the new tragic is on a digipack format, which is the first for us. You know, we've never done it where it's all paper. You know, so it kind of looks cool. You know, versus just having a jewel case. You know, can you explain that a little more, just in case yeah. people don't know what that is? Yeah, digipack is basically when it's uh, you know it's made of kind of a glossy paper and it you know folds open the way a jewel case would, but you know it's all one piece so the print goes everywhere. Um, you know, like your little booklet folds into the the sleeve. Yeah, it was kind of a lot harder to print actually. You know, we <laughs> the, the delay, it ended up delaying our album um, coming out. Like when we played at that show in Germany, our album was supposed to come out the day before so we could ideally sell it at the gig but because of all the back and forth and trying to get the the, you know, the dimensions just right so it print the right way we ended up getting the cd once we got home you know? oh it's a shame <laughs> yeah <laughs> we sold all those merch and i was like oh my if we had the actual cd who knows what we could have sold but i don't now those new fans are just gonna have to buy it online and yeah get it over to yeah, we don't really have an easily way easy way to buy it right now i mean we're gonna set that up but Right now it's just iTunes, so that's where a lot of people get their stuff. So I, <laughs> at six, least it's available. You have so 16 years. Are you still seeing a lot of the same fan base? Mm-hmm. But it's a yes and no. We do see, you know, you know, some of the people who like, who have never gotten out of it that st- stuck with it the whole time. But you do see, you know, quite a bit of people who you know kind of come and go who got into you and they were maybe 13, you know, and because we've been around for 16 years, you know, now they're in their twenties or, you know, thirties and they don't really like that style of music as much as they used to. And they're into something else, you know? So like it kind of comes and goes like, and as you lose those fans, you gain new fans who weren't into it at the beginning, you know, and they just kind of find out about it at this point, you know? So we just do whatever we can to, you know, make stuff that we like and hopefully, you know, our fans like it too. All right. So I have one more question unless you guys have other stuff. Have at it. So we ask everyone, you're a, you're a Utah person. You live in Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. Spend your time here. What's the one thing that you would tell people they had to do before leaving the state? They came to visit. Hmm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we stumped him. Yeah. I was asked that question before and I wasn't ready for it. I was like, I don't know. Go to one of your well, shows. You know, yeah, come to like, a, there's a <laughs> lot of good shows in Salt Lake. Not just Tragic Black. I mean, there's all kinds of good local bands. I mean, a few years back, there was a local band called Redemption. They changed their name to Redemption Bound. And they were one of the best 
local goth bands ever from Salt Lake. And so, like, if they were still around, I'd say go see them. But they're not around anymore, so uh, too late for that. But there's another band called Red Death Romantics who, you know, just finished their first album. And it's the guy from, you know, the DJ from area, you know, DJ Evil K, Kevin, who also used to be in a band called Damiana. And before that, it was the Midnight Dreary. So that's going to be something to watch out for because it's going to be coming anytime sometime this next year, I would imagine, because they're pretty much done. Um, there is a place called Summum. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a, a pyramid about eighth, eighth south and maybe, I don't know what west it is. I want to say like 10th or 11th west. And that is one of the coolest places I've ever seen in Utah. It's, maybe a 30 foot tall pyramid where they, you know, they, they talk about like new age spiritual concepts and they make wine and they do mummification. And that's cool. What, yeah. What's it called really, again? Summum, like S M M U M. That means the sum of all existence. Cool. It's pretty cool. Um, go to big or little, you know, Cottonwood Canyon. It's just beautiful. Uh, Memory Grove would be a good place for someone to go, you know, just for a hike or to you know, sneak booze and drink up there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, go to Area 51 on, you know, any of the weekend nights. There's always fun stuff going on down there for, for gothy people. What other places are there's the Spooks Clothing Shop? I mean, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, down on what is it? Like, like 33rd, yeah, 35th. Somewhere around there on, on state. See? So it wasn't that hard for you to come up with a... <laughs> you guys had to, like, think of it. And they were all original, too. Ones yeah. that haven't even been said yet. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to check out that uh, summon place. But, uh, it's been a long time since I've been there. Um, the guy who formed it had passed away a little while ago, and I haven't been there pretty much since. But I, I've been meaning to go back and just see, you know, what they're doing these days and just sit, sit down and listen to them read again, you know, cause they'll pretty much read out of this, um, book of Osho and, you know, like they'll read and then every once in a while kind of give their kind of opinion on what they think it means, you know, and it's kind of cool. And they got like statues everywhere and there's all these cool paintings on the inside of it. And plus being inside of a pyramid just kind of feels cool, especially if you like it, Egyptian stuff. And, and I do. So, <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us uh, today, Derek. And if Thank people you. people want to find you again, uh, Tragic Black is playing January fourteenth at the Metro. Yes, sir. Um, so you the can... Metro Music Hall is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> yep, yep. They really? are officially the Metro Music Hall undergone new management, so um, the building name slightly changed, and they've revamped it a little bit too. Yeah, they the took inside. down that DJ booth. And a chandelier, so if you're at the very back, you can see from, you know, from the whole way back to watch whatever band's playing. Oh, that's cool. That's a good Mm -hmm. change. That's a good change. So January 14th at the Metro, you can see Tragic Black. And, uh, of course, what what are your, uh, what's your, you just Facebook, Tragic Black, you have Twitter? Yeah, you can find us, uh, Tragic Black on, uh, Facebook is probably the best way to go because we link to everything else from there. So whether it's, you know, YouTube or you know, Twitter or Instagram or whatever, stuff like that. And I would say if you're in Salt Lake City, come 
dance area on a Friday night sometime. I'm, I'm not going to be doing it forever, so just kind of like live it up while you know, <laughs> well, the chance is there, you know. I need to come say hi when I'm working next door at Club X and come you should. by. Yeah, and I, I need to go over there and hang out more often. We we're actually talking to Alan about doing something he's, you know, wanting Tragic Black to be a, a, more of a part of that club, so. Good, we need you there. Yeah. Be cool. All right, thanks for joining us. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Derek. Thank Thank you. you. Have a good one. Bye.